Today on the Get Ranked Movie Podcast, the guys try to survive summer camp as they give you their ranking of the Friday the 13th film series. Did you know that a young boy drowned the year before those two others were killed? Honey, please, let's get out of here. Why are not take any more of this? Welcome to my Hello, everybody. Welcome to week three of what are we calling it this week? The Halloween Horror Month. Halloween That's what Horror Month. I've been month. calling it all the time. I've called it something different, and I even put it some different on the right. movie and in the description. So let's how go about with Shocktober. Shocktober. Rocktober. Shocktober. Yes. I was trying to think of a Friday the Thirteenth pun, but I can't nope. do it. Right. Summer Camp Palooza. <laughs> anyway, welcome to whatever we're calling this mess of a month. Uh, we are looking at horror movies throughout the entire month of October. And this week we have something special. We're a little bit more focused. We are focusing on Friday the 13th. So, we are your hosts, as always. I am Cody. And I am Nick. And, yes, we've got... Our first extended number episode, which we normally do top tens. We've done a couple short ones. This time we got 12 movies to look at. Why they haven't we, been able to do 13 is just annoying. <laughs> which which has always been, yeah, like the thorn in my side that like, you know, we can get into this real quick. But, you know, Friday the 13th right now is, is bogged down by a big legal battle that's been going out. I don't know if you saw this at all, Cody, while you were watching the movies and maybe looking stuff up about the series. But, oh, yeah. The uh, original movie was written by a guy named Victor Miller. Mm-hmm. It was directed and conceived by a guy named Sean Cunningham, who owns the rights. Well, he, Victor Miller has, for the past year or two, been suing Sean Cunningham and the owners of Friday the 13th for the rights to the Jason character, saying that he wrote the character into the script, he owns the rights to it. And so because of this legal battle, nothing new Friday the 13th can be created. The video game, any new content from that, died when this lawsuit started. The game, to me, died when the lawsuit started. That, you know that. that was, we, that was I really played this game a lot. Oh, yeah. I, I literally played the Friday 13th game every Thursday and Friday from the day it came out for like a year and a half. Literally yeah. every Thursday and Friday night and t- for hours. Uh, a bunch of us got together and played it. And then the minute they announced no new content, it just kind of dwindled down. It was like, okay, what do we... I mean, it's still fun. I played it again uh, about a month ago when we had uh, 13th in um, September. A bunch of us got together again, back together to play it again. It's still a blast to play, but it's just kind of yeah. diminished because there's no new content, you know? Um, and because of that, we have no new movies. And that is what sucks is that the next one they would do is the 13th film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's just kind of poetic and ironic that, you know, the the, the one that they can't get made is is their namesake <laughs> right yeah. no i mean yeah that that's yeah unfortunate i mean i don't know if they would do i mean would they continue the reboot or would they continue the original story and make a 12th of the original movies my guess would be it's it's going to ignore the remake if it had come out right after the remake i'd have said yes it's going to be a sequel to that but i feel like it's been 10 years this year since the remake it's been too long since that so i think if they bring it back eventually they're going to pull a halloween and it's going to be directly connected to the original yeah the original series timeline in some way hell bring Corey feldman back (laughs) you know what's he doing nothing (laughs) (laughs) we're trying to sing on good morning america and making everybody uncomfortable oh my but Um, 
<laughs> but, you know, Cody and I always said when we created the show that, you know, we weren't going to confine ourselves to only doing 10 of something. Uh, as how it's shaken out in terms of when we do a list, we, we limit it to 10 a lot of times just because that's manageable. But we always said if something was less, like Middle Earth or when we did Harry Potter, we would do it. Or if something was more, we would do it. So here we are with Friday the 13th, which had 12 films in the series, including the remake uh, and Freddy vs. Jason. We're including anything that includes Jason Voorhees, mm-hmm. uh, the character. Or just part of Crystal Lake, the storyline. Yep. Uh, well, I guess, yeah, he's in the first one. He's in the first um, one. That we would include it on our list. So that's kind of why there's, that's why we're doing 12. Yep, that makes, that all adds up to me. And, and I mean, I feel like it adds up to everyone else already. So um, I would hope so. Without- and we are, well, yeah, and we are going to kind of change the show a little bit this week. We're not going to do any movie news. There's nothing really to review um, I did watch El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie, but we're going to save that review for next week because that, that way I think we can get into a little bit of spoilers with it. I think most people have watched mm-hmm. it probably by that point. Um, and uh, we're going to do a little bit of news from this week next week because we feel like with this week with 12 movies, we want to kind of get right down to it and save you all some time so you're not listening to a four-hour podcast because I love the Friday 13th series. I could talk about this shit for a long time. Yep. And <laughs> I just watched all of this series, so it's fresh in my mind, so I can probably talk for a, quite That's a bit, right. too. Let's, um, before we actually get into it, Cody, kind of run us through what it's been like for you uh, binge-watching. Because for me, I, I, I'd watched a bunch of them over the years, here or there, like out of order. And I eventually, about five or six years ago, I bought the box set Blu-ray that they had on Amazon for like 50 bucks. All 12, you know, yeah, all 12 movies in the box. And I, I went in order that time, and I loved it. But mm-hmm. for someone like you who hadn't seen any of them as far as I know... I had seen the remake. The remake, okay, that that's right. That's the only that's one right. that I had seen before. Um, so I didn't rewatch like you, that, so that one's not fresh in my mind. So Yeah, but you'd seen it already. I had seen it, yeah, probably uh, For someone like you, yeah, probably, who hasn't seen the movies, you know, other than the remake, what was it like over the past week or two binge-watching 11 Friday the 13th movies? <laughs> it was an experience, and I will say I, I loved how much I recognized, like, from the game. The, the mm-hmm. set oh, pieces, the cabins, the, the Higgins Haven, all yeah, of Yeah, for me, playing it, having loved the series, you know, right. it's great. Um, and then, of course, the music is recognizable because Manfredini oh, yeah. did the music for the game and, I mean, of course, used his themes, existing themes. So it was um, definitely, a, oh, I see, you know, why why they did it that way. And, you know, even some of the kills that are in the game, seeing how... Uh, yeah. And then, I mean... The head, the head punch. The head punch. And I was also, <laughs> I was also thinking of different ones like... Oh, why don't they do that? And why didn't they do that kill in the game? Or why? But that's just. Uh, well, they could whatever. have eventually. They could have, yeah. You know, um, they just build more get... up until to what? I, maybe once they're done getting sued, if Victor Miller wins or loses or what, whatever happens, maybe the game will start redeveloping. Maybe Gun. Uh, Gun what? Media has pretty much come out numerous times over the past year or so since that happened and said that they're done. Even if the lawsuit gets settled, okay. by the time it gets settled, that the game, they would never be able to go back to it. Uh, I mean, dead. that's not to say a new company might buy the rights and say, we'll do it. Uh, that There is a company right now that continues to do updates and do double XP weekends and do stuff with the game. So you could see them maybe step up and say, okay, fine, we'll take the game over and, and bring new content. But as of right now, Gun Media's Gun stance done. has been, okay. we're done. When this lawsuit happened, that was the end of our work on that game. They're already moving on. They're doing a Predator game that comes out in a month or so. 
Okay, so. switch into a different property. Yeah, I'd love them to take. Wouldn't it be fun if they did a Halloween game like right. Michael Myers? Oh God, that'd be that'd but, be spooky. Um, again, going back on the sh- uh, on to the topic of the topic at hand of watching them all at once, and because I mean, I there was a couple times where I'm sitting there, okay. Th- this one ended like that. Why? How is this one starting like that? And there was a couple. There was a couple points where it's like, how did we end up like this? And the continuity was a little rougher watching them one after another. I think because you notice it more that mm-hmm. it's boom, 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 and it's like, wait, he did this last time. What? How did? <laughs> how did he end up back here? Or how did he get here? How? And it was. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, and I do like how I did like in some spots how how they did different things um but you know just like the segues between movies and i i love i love the previously on friday the 13th at the beginning of every movie like summation especially like the first or the second through fifth um it you know pretty much outlines the entire happenings of the previous movies but Mm -hmm. um and like one of them was a pure clip show of like half the kills (laughs) in one of the movie in all the movies so no, it was definitely. I, I was looking at it a little more more critically, I think, than I would have because I knew I had to rank them and think about it. And uh, my order could change. Like looking at how I ranked them, I I feel like, yeah, there were some that. I mean, obviously, there were some that were worse than others, some that were better than others. But even like, I think my my whole middle, like four through eight, could shuffle around. Okay. That, yeah, the, the hardest was me was the middle, yeah. Like, I definitely knew what my, my the bottom of the barrel were, and I definitely knew what my best of were. You know what I mean? It was that, yeah, it was really that middle that was really hard to try to kind of figure, okay, what merit do I find more in this one to put that one lower? You know what I mean? Like, it was, mm-hmm. it was, it was a hard, that was really hard. And I was trying to, like, rank them as I watched them, and that, I lost track of that. It's like, and then I'll stick this one in the middle, I'll stick this one. It's like, <laughs> eh, was that one really, eh. Yeah, I think without further ado, here's how the show works. So what we do every week is we take a topic, this case Friday the 13th, and we take a look at the movies in that topic. Normally we do a top 10, but since here we only have, I mean, 12 isn't too much higher. I'd say if there were like 20 movies, we'd trim it down a little bit. But we're looking at 12 movies, we uh, pick the topic, go our separate ways, and organize our lists. We don't talk about our lists outside of the show. Once we sit down and start recording that's really the first conversation we start having about these topics so um nick are you ready for this i am ready for this i'm ready to go to summer camp all right so i first believe it's my turn to start yeah so my number 12 that's so weird to say um (laughs) i know and again we're ranking all of them not just movies with Friday the 13th in the title. Any right. of them that are in these series that include Jason in some form or another. Right. So my number 12 is Friday the 13th from 2009. Ooh, that's a punt. Okay. Oh, wow. I'm surprised it's that low on your list. I didn't like it. <laughs> oh, okay. And I don't remember as much of it, so I think it's... Well, yeah, we can talk. It about might it. have been. It might have been one if you had the time to to watch it again. It might have been a little lower on your list. I think a lot of people's memories with that movie uh, were bad, but I think a lot of people now are coming to appreciate it. But we'll get to that a little later. Uh-huh. Uh, but since it's a punt, we like to save our conversations of those movies when they appear lower on our list, and we'll talk about them then. So moving on to my number twelve, because we punted Cody's. My number twelve is one that. <laughs> 
uh, over the years, I've kind of went up and down on with with if I like it or not or what I thought of it. Um, but putting the list together, I just sat and really thought about like, do I like anything in this movie? And there's like, there's one part I like, and because it's really only the first ten minutes, I I can't. So my number twelve is Jason Goes to Hell the Final Friday. I'm gonna punt that one. Ooh, ooh! All right. So moving down to my number eleven, which is still probably gonna be a punt-heavy episode. <laughs> uh, my number eleven. Uh, is one that is usually, if you read a list of like people's ranking of, of Friday the 13th, this is usually the bottom of the barrel. So my number 11 is uh, Friday the 13th Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. That's or my I number 11 it. as well. Okay, it's Jason Takes a Boat Ride. <laughs> Jason versus Titanic is what I started calling it. <laughs> I always love Jason Takes a Cruise because it's just... It is, it is everything that was bad about this series at that time, which was just like, here's a really cool idea that we're not going to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the the idea of doing a Friday the 13th movie set in New York City is an awesome idea. I mean, honestly it's, just set like truly outside of Crystal Lake. Yeah, yeah, like just but just him in a city mm-hmm. is an awesome idea. And the fact that the studio then cuz I've watched so a lot of my info I got about this series. We have if any of you want a really good deep dive into the series i recommend the book there's a coffee table book called crystal lake memories uh by peter bracky that's really good and then if you don't want to read because you don't like reading uh they did a movie documentary of that book that's i think if i remember correctly six hours long oh my six or six or eight hours long because they do series it's 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 a movie and it's what on two discs but it's not necessarily a mini series it's one complete movie but they do it just like the book does each chapter of the book is a deep dive into each one of the movies where they go in deep in depth of pre-production casting filming post-production and then each movie's legacy and that's what they do with the movie too the documentary it's a deep dive with interviews with hundreds of people involved movies it's 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 awesome i really watch it as you could watch it as each chapter oh, episode or whatever yeah because each chapter on the disc is one of the movies so you really could like if you want to watch okay you know i really liked uh jason takes manhattan which i don't know who would say that or <laughs> you hate it and want to see how it was made you could put the disc in and go to jason takes manhattan chapter and watch that whole section about it 20 25 minute section about it it's really interesting and uh one of the things i learned from watching that and reading the book too was that the studio loved the idea of doing jason takes manhattan but then wouldn't give them enough money to actually do it the reason Jason's only in New York for a total of like 10 minutes in this movie, and I mean New York in terms of in Times Square, mm-hmm. in a place that actually is recognizably New York City, is because they didn't have the money. That's why the only time you see him in New York, he's in back alleys and shit, is because that was filmed in Canada. <laughs> it was filmed in Toronto. Okay, that makes sense. So, that, yeah, That was my biggest issue with this movie, is Jason takes Manhattan, and he's only in Manhattan for the last quarter yeah. of the movie. Not even, but yeah, I guess a quarter. I'll give you that. And then even then, like you said, it's he's in back alleys or sewers, you know. Right. And it's just it's ridiculous. And and it wouldn't be as bad if the stuff before it wasn't boring. But mm-hmm. everything on the boat ride is just boring as hell. I mean, there's a there's a couple spots that you know perk up your attention, perk up like, uh, of course, when they're all you know split up and like he's chasing the guy up the mast and you know mm-hmm. throwing Julius. Julius, Julian, Julius, off the boat. Julius was, uh, Julius was the uh, boxer. The boxer, yeah. He just, yeah. I thought that was like, I thought that was funny because I know I remember listening to your Friday the Thirteenth kills 
<laughs> and yeah, you, one one of it, your kills was his Julius kill when he punches his head off. And mm-hmm. when he caught him on the boat, and it's like, nope, he's not going <laughs> to die yet. I know this because yeah, Nick exactly. spoiled that for me. <laughs> um, but his I, death is, you know, if, if if there is a shining moment in this movie, it's his, it's Julius's death. Just because he gets his head punched off. <laughs> because he literally tries to box a man wearing a hockey mask, a mask that is made to take the brunt of a hockey puck, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you think you're going to box him and hurt him, and it's the fact that he just, Jason, just nonchalantly just. Boom, there goes his head. Like, yep. it is so outrageous that that's, like I said, if there's one moment that, honestly, if there's one moment that makes this movie better to me than Jason Goes to Hell for my list, it's that, it's his death because it's just so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But yeah. they don't use Manfredini's score. The movie opens with just this bad late 80s rock song. And, you know, like I said, the scene of him in Times Square is awesome. When he's walking through Times Square and he's looking around and there's people all around him, like, how great would it have been if the movie was that? And, and even more sad, in the original script, before they had to cut a bunch of stuff because of budget, he was going. there was going to be a fight on top of the Empire State Building. He was going to get thrown off of it. Or no, uh, Statue of Liberty, sorry. He was going to get thrown off of it. Uh, he was going to fight his way through, a, like, chase them through a Broadway show. It was going to be like Phantom of the Opera. That was going to be the joke that he wears a mask and so does Jason. Like, they had so many iconic New York things that he was going to, like, stomp his way through and chase his way through that like how I feel like they awesome... still could have done a broadway set of some sort and, that, and that's and that's the problem and that's the problem we're going to talk about a lot tonight is that friday 13th is known for they made so much money but still continued to give them so little money for budget and it's just sad that like we could have had what could have arguably been one of the best friday the 13th movies if it was this really over the top campy now he's here in new york city now he's in central park now he's here like it's just jason tours so manhattan fun. Yeah, but that's exactly what it should have been, you know. And, and I don't know if you watched. Did you watch any? You didn't watch any trailers or anything for the movies, right? No. So, I will say, Jason Takes Manhattan has one of my favorite movie te- teasers of all time. So it's a shot of the New York skyline, and it's playing do 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 do, and the and the camera's panning down, and there's a guy standing by the pier, like facing away from you. And obviously, you're not supposed to know it's Jason. Right. But it's slowly, clo- you know, getting closer to him, and the music's playing. And all of a sudden, he whirls around, and then you see it's Jason. Then music goes, Da-da! you know, becomes the Friday Thirteenth. You see people screaming, and it's slowly, it's fast zooming in on him. Then, and, <clears throat> and then it says, you know, Jason takes Manhattan. And it was just one of the coolest, like, little teasers to be like, yeah, that would be so great. It's Jason standing like next, like next to the skyline of New York City, and the theme, the music's playing, and it was just a. Uh, a promise that they didn't they didn't follow through on and i mean just, other, just yeah it, it, it's a boring movie i hated the whole subplot with the the doctor and his daughter i hated the i mean just the or mm-hmm. his ward i guess is more appropriate uh yeah i guess yeah um that guy's the doctor from uh uh lost in space and i'm well i'm sitting there it's like he looks so familiar <laughs> i honestly thought he was uh the guy that played Solieri and Amadeus, but it wasn't. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Uh, F. Murray Abraham. F. Murray Abraham, yeah. I can yeah. see that a lot. I, um, I also hate how, at the end of the movie, when he gets hit by the toxic waste, he becomes little boy Jason again. Like, it's just it's just so stupid. Yeah, that was part of my... I mean, going from saying, Jason... Oh. Yeah, going from Jason Takes Manhattan to Jason Goes to Hell was definitely a different... Yeah, a weird That's segue. Jason goes to hell, just kind of completely ignores. Yeah, I was going to say Jason goes to hell starts at the end of New Blood. 
I think that's kind of. They, they, we can get into it when we get into Jason goes to hell chapter. more. But, but Jason goes to hell really more so just ignores. It was almost kind of like a little soft reboot. Mm-hmm. Um, but another, if I had another positive for the movie, uh, I I do really like the look of Jason in this movie. I like that the mask is like a yellow, and I really love the wet, the constantly wet Jason. I think yeah. that's a cool idea. Yeah, because he's I, been, I do he's, like he's in the water most of the movie. He's just yeah. he's a swimmer. He's swimming around yeah. and. I think he's he's scary in this one in terms of the way he looks, and I like that mm-hmm. a lot. So that that's a positive. And of course, it's here's the first mention of many tonight. You know, Kane Hodder playing him, who would go on. He's the one the stuntman that's played Jason the most, and he's he's really imposing in this movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so both Cody and Mize Eleven uh, is Friday Thirteenth Part Eight. Jason takes Manhattan. Mm-hmm. So that was Cody's Eleven. So Cody, take us to your number ten. So my number ten is, I think this one's going to be a pun. I don't. I just didn't like it. So my number uh, 10 is uh, Friday the 13th Part 5, New Beginning. That is my number 10. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, no, this is another one that if you read a lot of lists, this one is either... It's usually fighting for that last spot against uh, Manhattan. Right. It's not Jason. (laughs) Nope. Nope. And, and 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 I'll get into it, but I'll let you talk first. But that's not the main reason I hate this movie. Well, so so part of the reason that I hate this movie, um, I've again going from playing the game a lot to doing to, to watching the movies, I and seeing you know part four before it. Uh, Tommy Jarvis is a little bitch in this is movie. A, is, is oh, a little bitch? Yeah, he spends the whole movie just kind of like in like a daze. And... He's in a daze. I like I. He's, he he's really good at karate. <laughs> he's really good at karate yeah, for some reason now um, but yeah. but no i mean seeing seeing the um it was disappointing yeah i expected more of like the part six six uh, exactly exactly tommy jarvis or the like even in the end of part four because yeah he's he's awesome he's taking he, charge he, he took charge he's leading it and then how the yeah the becoming the the killer affected him i can kind of see why he would you know kind of like be subdued and uh nervous um but i mean other things i don't like so the big twist in this one is that it's not actually jason it's the core or that coroner it's the the paramedic roy so knowing that at the end and sitting there thinking okay he took a lot of hits that you know the supernatural jason was nope. knocked down for and then he or not killed but but he mm-hmm. still took those as strong as no, they the movie cheats. They play the whole film truly as if it is Jason, only for it to not be. Like it really is a cheat. There's no point in that movie where they do anything that makes you think that it might not be Jason. Right. Which is a cheat. Um, but I wanted to ask you, when you were watching this, did you remember that this one was the one where it's not Jason? Or yes. did you find that out at the end? Okay. I didn't know if you remembered that or if you forgot and, and got to watch the whole thing thinking it was. Yeah, I I remembered that this was and I figured and especially with like how how dead Jason was at the end of uh, part four, <laughs> final um, chapter, yeah, uh, with Corey Feldman, you know, railing on him with the what was it, the axe or the knife or whatever, it's the machete, the machete, it's machete, yeah. So, um, um, yeah, it was definitely. And another big cue or clue, I should say, is uh, his mask has the blue accents instead of the red. 
Yeah, I did notice so it's, that. It's, it's definitely, I mean, I guess they are kind of giving you a couple little hints, but for the most part, yeah, like like you said, there, there's nothing in the way he acts or the damage he takes that would let you believe, okay, this is just a normal guy who is on a mass murder spree. You know, there's nothing that lets you know opposite. So, yeah, um, I did actually not know the twist of why he was doing it, though. So, like, finding out that it was yeah, his well, son that cool. got murdered in the beginning and... Like, but they, 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 I will say in that aspect, they do do a little bit of like very, like watching it now, like if you rewatched it knowing that that's the reason, mm-hmm. it is, I will say, it's very obvious there's something going on with Roy because the minute they pull the cover off of Joey when the paramedics get there, they do a real close up on Roy turning really, turning around and looking at the guy that runs the, uh, the halfway house and looking at him like, oh my God. Like, yeah. it's really obvious okay. now. Same with later, there's a part where someone says something to the cop while Roy's behind him moving another body. One of the cops says something like, the killer. And Roy turns and goes, did you say something to me, Sheriff? No, I'm not talking to you, Roy. Oh, okay. And he walks. Like, they do, like, pepper oh. in a couple things like that. That okay. do try to, like, try to cue you in. But it's really badly done to that. Like, it would never get you to realize. Because everyone going to see this movie thought it was Jason. Right. Like, like, yes, they killed him at the end of part four, quote unquote, killed. killed. But he'd been he'd taken this type of damage before and came back. So I think a lot of people, rightfully so, assumed it's a new beginning. We're coming back. Jason's back again. You know, technically, Jason is in the film in the very beginning in a flashback or in a right. dream sequence. He sees him throughout the movie, uh, which fun fact, Jason, a few times in this movie is played by an actor named Tom Morga, who uh, actually he is played by Tom Morga in this film who played Michael Myers for, like, two shots, a few shots in uh, Halloween 4, which was kind of cool. Okay. Now, um, actually, I'm trying to think now. Did So the, the the hallucination Jason have the red mask? He did. Yes, okay. they do. That's another that's another way of them kind of, like, kind of laying the seeds of, like, look, he's got a red mask. There's something different. But I don't know. It's I, Part 5, um, I don't mind it. Like, when I was doing my list, I looked and thought, I could put this at the, at the, the you know, at the bottom of my list at my 12 but i thought you know there there are some really good kills in this movie right that i think are really well done this one is definitely known i think this one has like one of the highest body counts in the series to where on the documentary they were talking about how the studio pretty much gave them a mandate you have to have a kill like every seven to eight minutes oh really so that's, that's why there's like a death like every 10 minutes in this movie like it is insane how many people die and i think there are actually like i said some really good kills in this movie we're going to talk a lot about you know, this is definitely an episode if you don't like, you're very squeamish, don't listen to this episode, because Friday 13th is known for its gore and its kills, That's to the point where that's where a lot of what the movies became. But I think the kill where the guy gets the strap on his on his face around the tree, and they pull it tight. Oh, yeah. Remember that one? Like, that's a brutal, that was... like, that would hurt. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a brutal death. Like, it's a genius, like, for a movie, like, good idea. Um, I like the shears through the girl's face, and this one also is known for being the one with the most nudity. <laughs> And one, if you just the this. random nudity. Uh huh. Yeah, like the girl, like like the waitress at the the restaurant when she goes into the bathroom and she yeah. opens her shirt and goes, "Are you ready, girls?" It's like, what are you doing? There's no, yeah, there's no point. <laughs> but like that's because the guy who directed it was a porno director. Oh, okay. Danny Steinem. Yeah, he came from porn, so <laughs> he, you know, he knew what he was doing in that regard, I guess. But I, I guess. just, you know, like I said, if there was a positive, if there is a reason I watch this when it's on, like the AMC Fear Fest on AMC, God, again, y'all, I had the AMC, surprise, just started yesterday, with, and they always do Halloween, or Halloween movies, Friday 13th, whatever. Right. If Friday 13th Part 5's on, I'm going to watch it, because I do get some joy out of Part 5, purely just because it's so bad, and I, I really do like some of the kills. 
Um, whereas, like, Jason Goes to Hell, it's really going to be pulling teeth to get me to watch it. Whereas, like, like that's why I put this one where I did, because I just feel like I, I do have some some fun with it. I, I like... Uh, I like Demon in the in the bathroom while he's taking a shit. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. <laughs> like, what? what are you doing? <laughs> and I like that actor. That guy's made a bunch of shit. But, um, but no, Friday 13th, Part 5, New Beginning. I don't know. It's just, it's... uh, It's okay. It, it, it's a hot mess. Yeah. Um, and I do like Joey. He's like, I should just take the candy bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, the, take the candy bar. It's such a... I, yeah, I, the, that first kill at the beginning was yeah just kind of uncalled for. <laughs> a little and bit of an overreaction. Just, it, it, I know it it's like a halfway out house, of, but yeah, and it just comes out of left field to where like he's he, he's just talking to him, and literally all of a sudden, just bam! Now you're getting an axe in the Snap, back of the head yeah. or into, into the back, and it's like, oh my god! And like I said he just he just wanted him to have his candy bar, Cody. Right. He just wanted to share. And don't tell the girls. Same with... Same, exactly. Don't tell... <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. But, you know, even them, not wanting to give... Help him. Let him help. It's like, he just wants to be helpful. Right. I don't know. Joey, he's he, he's a badass. Anything more you want to say on a new beginning, Cody? This whole episode is just in memory of Joey. I, I really think it should be. We used to... When we were playing the game... We always made a lot of jokes about Joey and like if we were playing against uh, someone who was playing as Jason. Because so if those of you don't know, in the video game, uh, it is uh, eight counselors playing against one person who's playing as Jason, or it might be seven and one. I don't remember. Um, and it's always random. And one of the Jasons you can play as is Jason from, from Part Five, and actually do say Roy on it. And so like mm-hmm. when we would play it, and you could talk to Jason because you're know, all on mics and stuff. And when we would play, I don't know if you did you play it when Roy came out. You did, yeah. right? You were off it by that I would, time. I had, or played, you did? I had played. I had played Roy. Um, I remember all of us making jokes like if we were being chased by Jason, whoever was playing as Jason at that point as part five. It's fine. I didn't kill Joey. Leave me alone, <laughs> Roy. Please. <laughs> it's just, it's I don't remember good. that, but no. Yeah. I mean, cause, well, or I or I heard it and it just that could didn't, be. it didn't hit with me because I had no idea why Roy or what any of that was. Uh-huh. So, all right. So, my number 10 and Cody's number 10 was Friday the 13th, part 5, A New Beginning. Mm-hmm. And they quickly realized this doesn't work. Let's go back to the good stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. So, we'll get so, to that later. That's right. So, my number 10 was New Beginning as well. So, moving down to my number 9. Um, now we're getting to the point where, honestly, we're getting to the point now where I pretty much enjoy everything for the rest of my list to the point where I really enjoy it. And, and it was hard to, to number these. Yeah. My next um, few, my next few were really mm-hmm. difficult to put in order. And I, I still don't like my order. I don't me, me neither. There's like definitely my number nine. I'm about to say is definitely one that any given day I could say, you know what? This might be maybe my number six. Well, and remember we still have two punts in here somewhere probably too. <laughs> exactly. Um, but just in terms of for me, like this could definitely be one that's much lower on my list. You know what I mean? It's just, it just depends on how I feel that day. If I want to watch it, but Having to rank it, I had to really look. I, I really had to look and, and really do like a pros and cons list for each one, which which was fun. <laughs> um, but my number nine, which should have been my ten, is Jason X. Mine as well, Jason Ten. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> so as I said, this is one that yes, it's my number nine. It's Cody's number nine, but this is one that I have a lot of fun with Jason X. Yes, it is. It is, and that's purely because when I first watched it, I didn't like it. I'll tell you that. But over the years, as I've watched it, 
and I've watched a lot of the documentaries about it and, and watched the Crystal Lake Memories documentary about it. They knew exactly what they were making, and I can see that now, and I love it for it. This movie had was made with the intention of, this movie is in space, mm-hmm. and we know that's ridiculous, and we know it's stupid, and we're going to have fun and play as play up as many horror and sci-fi tropes as we can, and I have a blast with it. It's just, it's a fun movie. It's exactly what this movie is. It, is it dumb? Hell yes. <laughs> is the acting awful? Hell yes. But is it fun? Yes. yes. <laughs> like, this movie is really fun. All the way down to, like, the first ten minutes where David Cronenberg, I, you probably don't know who David Cronenberg is, but to look at him, but you might know the name. He's a director. He directed The Fly, uh, a bunch of really good movies he plays in the very beginning when it's at the crystal lake research facility which is a whole nother nutshell i almost turned it off right there (laughs) i'm so glad i didn't ridiculous it's fun but the the guy that comes in you know he we just have too much research you know the guy that gets the spear through him that's david Mm -hmm. cronenberg yeah and how that came about was yeah what that came about was he kind of lent a lot of the crew he has his own like film crew for them to use them for Jason X. He, he let them use it because they were filming in the same area. Okay. And he came to them and said, on one stipulation, I want to be in it and I want to be killed by Jason in a really gruesome way. <laughs> so the fact that David Cronenberg is really respected, he did the Dead Zone, really respected like horror director, was like, I want to be in Jason X. It's awesome. <laughs> He's so good in that part. Like, it's just, it is such a tongue-in-cheek, and, and the guy who wrote it, Todd Farmer, went on to direct a lot of really fun movies I love. He did My Bloody Valentine 3D, the new one, which is really a okay. fun movie. He did Drive Angry, which is a really fun, goofy movie. Like it, it, They just knew what they were making, and, and I love it. And it's got some really good kills. Yeah. Uh, this was another one that was on your list. I mean, um, I... Yeah. No. So, yeah, I mean, going, going back to uh, just about this movie, my, my initial thoughts on the movie. Yeah, I thought it which was... One, which one from this did I put on the list? Did I do the face freeze? The face freeze. The face freeze, okay. Um, but Which I mean, is awesome. just yeah, my some of my general thoughts on the movie. Yeah, at the very beginning when they said Crystal Lake Research Facility, I was like, <laughs> I'm so like stupid. done. I this is stu- this so is funny. stupid, and this is. Um, <laughs> Did you catch the line about what caused the nuclear apocalypse on Earth? No. The Microsoft Wars. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's so no, good. Yeah, all of the tropes, all of the, and I think that's why I had so much fun with this movie. Is like at first it's like, oh my gosh, this is a stupid, corny uh-huh. sci-fi parody, and then it's then it turned into like okay this is actually getting pretty good this is star trek meets jason x or star trek meets friday the 13th alien, and alien you know, and the space marines and stuff like it's just so good it was yeah and it was i mean like, i love the android character i love and then and then to cap it all off you get one of the coolest jason designs when he comes back as uber jason mm-hmm. which isn't in nearly enough of the film but i'm glad we got it at all you know and i when it was switching, when when he was becoming like when he was all like hacked up and it's like oh, he's dead, they, he's dead, he's gone, and then it's like, yeah, are they going to do this? Because when the thing lit up, it's like, how? <laughs> I mean, yes, Jason has so the supernatural you, powers of you know regeneration. When he, when he fell on that, did you just assume he was just going to come back normal? Did you not remember or see I anything that he forgot came about? Back I had completely like, forgot about Jason. Over Jason. That's awesome because I remember when the movie came out all the trailers showed Uber Jason. And I remember thinking even then, I was, you know, younger than obviously. I remember even thinking then, why would you spoil that? Right. And it's on like, the cover. Awesome. Like I kind of remembered it, yeah. it from being on the cover and I was I, I had forgotten too. about it by that by the time it got to that in the movie. Yeah, like that too. Like why would you spo- that reveal when that door opens and here comes Uber Jason is such like a basically here comes oh, Terminator. That's, 
here's Terminator. You thought you were screwed before. <laughs> now he's impenetrable. Like, you know, like, so that's cool to hear that you forgot about it. So what did you think when the door is open and here comes Uber Jason? Well, when I, I, I had remembered it, like, when the nanobots started coming. It's like, okay. Okay. Right. I, I know what's happening now, and I this is awesome. And yeah, uh-huh. I was like, we still got, like, 25 minutes of the movie left. Uh-huh. And how great was the sequence where they recreate Crystal Lake? In, oh. the, in like the the, the virtual reality world, the holodrome, whatever, yeah. and they, and then just and already the play on the tropes of Friday Thirteenth, where those two girls, hey, do you want to have some sex and or <laughs> yeah. smoke some pot? Exactly. <laughs> like, it's, it's the, and then they you know. do the play on the one of the most famous kills, where he's beating both of them in their sleeping bags. Mm-hmm. It is so good. Like it, it's so ridiculous. It's got good comedy, like you like you were quoting the other day. He just wants his machete back. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's all he. That's all he wanted. Yeah, he just wanted. Um, and <laughs> so many um, ridiculous one-liners. Like, where's where's Marcus? He's been screwed. <laughs> I groaned. Spinning. I was. I, know. I was like actively disappointed by that joke. <laughs> oh, I. I was. It. It's I was so upset good. by that. <laughs> Same like when the kid gets his arm cut off and he's like, "Oh crap! I forgot my arm." <laughs> like, I like, like again, the movie's not good. But no. it's fun. It's fun. And that's exactly what I think they set out to do. And, and what's fun is that, what I like is that the tide's turning on this movie. Kind of like how people hated Halloween 3 when it came out. Uh, because it doesn't have Michael Myers and it's a really weird movie. But the tide's turned on that over the years to where people really appreciate that movie. It's just a good Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the tide's turning on Jason X to where you see a lot of people on lists or when they talk about the series hold it up really well now to where like, you know what, this movie knew what it was. We looked at it unfairly back then. It's just, like, it's stupid. It's ridiculous. Yes. Yes, it is. And people appreciate it now for what it is. And I'm happy about that because I've always had a lot of fun with Jason X. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this was a fun movie. And I mean, I'm, I'm just going to keep calling it Jason 10 because it's not Friday the 13th part V. <laughs> it's Friday. No, but even but even they it's, call it Jason it's X. Friday the It's Friday the 13th part 10. So it's Jason 10. Well, Roman it's numerals. Technically, it's technically not because uh, after Jason takes Manhattan, I was going to get into this when we got to Jason Goes to Hell, but I can get into it now. After Jason takes Manhattan was so bad and did so poorly at the box office, Paramount Pictures basically said, okay, we're done. <laughs> okay. We don't want any more to do with this series. And they sold the rights to New Line Cinema. And all they sold to them, though, was they didn't sell them the name Friday the 13th. So that's why Jason Goes to Hell is called Jason Goes to Hell, The Final Friday. That's why Jason X is called Jason X. Okay. So technically, it's not Jason 10. I mean, it is. It I mean, is. That's why it's called Jason X. But they all call it Jason X. No one on the Because crew, they can't no, call no it Friday the 13th it. part Exactly. They didn't own rights to the name Friday the 13th. But like I said, everyone even making it, it's Jason X, not Jason 10. Okay. But you know, but that was why they called it Jason X is for 10, you know, but that's yeah. why then they did Freddy versus Jason. You know, it wasn't till the remake that they actually went, it went back to Paramount Pictures with New Line and they were able to call it Friday the 13th, but that's why they did that. They, they technically couldn't. <laughs> okay. I didn't know and that. That's actually, that's actually how you got Freddy versus Jason. And we'll get into that more with Jason goes to hell, but it was because New Line then owned both uh, oh, okay. properties. All right. Makes sense. But, so yeah, Cody. Anything else on the wickedly fun Jason X? Yeah, not a good movie, but really fun, and uh-huh. like, it, it grew on me. Like at the the terrible sci-fi tropes at the beginning, it's like, <laughs> really, are they doing this? Are they doing so this? Good. And then by the end, First it's like, hey, they're doing research. this. Hey, they're doing this. <laughs> it's like First they, the Lake Research Facility. They go all out. So oh, that's no. just stupid fun. 
So, the yeah. special effects, like the, the CG of the ship, like everything's just awful, but the kills are good. Like I said, the, the head freeze still, as I did in my list, is one of the best kills in the entire franchise. Like mm-hmm. It's a really inventive, fun kill. He freezes her face and then smashes it on the counter. Exactly. That's awesome. So, um, but yeah, so that was my number nine. And my number so nine. Then I, and your nine. So, Cody, what's your number eight? So, my number eight is punt from earlier. My number eight is Jason Goes to Hell. Ooh, that's, that's lower than I expected it to be, but... Okay. That goes off of purely what I think of it. So, Cody, and you tell us why it's at your number eight. So, it was a very interesting take on it that Jason doesn't have to be Jason. And I, I, I think I just love some of the shots, mostly in this movie. Like, every time he's in a body and he walks by a mirror, we get, That's cool. we get the reflection of Jason. But I'll tell you why I like that. Not necessarily because it's a cool shot. But I like those moments because I'm tuning in to watch a Jason movie, and it's cool to actually see Jason every now and then. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I mean, yeah, we had number six up earlier, but... Wait. What's that? Or we had number five up earlier, sorry. We had... Because well, no, no, no. that's yeah, not Jason. It's, <laughs> it's not Jason, no. But it's a guy in a hockey mask looking like Jason the whole film, For as sure. opposed to a coroner or a police officer or you know, or a little slug monster thing. You mean you a know. you mean a, a symbiote <laughs> or yeah, a, a xenomorph? Just... I was I was thinking a chestburster. Honestly, the whole time yeah. it was crawling around, I was like, okay, that's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> Let me um, tear this apart, and then we'll end with you why you like it or why you have it at eight. Let me because it's my number twelve. It's the bottom of the barrel for me. I um, I before I do that, I'll tell you what I do like. Okay. I love the open. The first ten minutes of this movie are, are awesome. Where it's the girl going to the house, and you know Jason's there somewhere, and then he. Pops out finally and chases her and chases her through the woods and then they blow him it's up. Like that's really that's awesome. Like that whole opening is pure Friday the Thirteenth, you know. And uh, how did he get back from I Manhattan? Hate, <laughs> yeah, but then I hate everything after. I just I it's a weird movie. Uh, you know, like they're eating hearts and stuff, and and it's purely just to me because it's not Jason. It's it, and like I said, it, yeah, Roy isn't, but he's at least looks like Jason. The fact right. that this movie is just a bunch of random people with weird veins problems and stuff running around doing the Jason kills. It wasn't fun to me. Like if I want to watch Friday 13th movie, I mean, other than the first one, obviously. Um, but I want to see Jason causing shenanigans. And that's why at the end of the movie, when he finally comes back, he bursts through the floor. I cheered. I'm like, yes, yeah. <laughs> here he is. He's back. This is great. And he looks really cool in this one. And, uh, he's got like the cancer bulbous head, you know, like he's, he's really cool. And that, 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 and the way he looks in this, but I just feel like everything else in the movie is just really bland and the acting's terrible. And the, the bounty hunter character is really strange when they're interviewing him. And he's like, I picture Jason, like a little girl putting a hot dog through a bagel or a donut. It's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. That one was a little, I kept like, thinking of dark tower when yeah, it's like, like Elba's character in the dark tower. For that. I know. Like, I just, oh, I don't like this movie. But, Cody, what, why why is it your number uh, eight? Um, I like that it was, a, like, a different explanation of why he, how he is what he is. Like, that he's, you know, just, a, or that, and that he can possess, like, the spirit of Jason is more than Jason itself. I like the, <laughs> uh, the, the scene where the guy eats the heart was really screwed up. I did not. What about when he shaves, he strips down and shaves the other guy? Like, ooh, what is happening? Yeah, that was, I was confused. It's like, what's going on? And then he, you know, weird. does the kiss of death and, you know, transfers Jason yeah, into just... a, a stronger body. Because, I mean, you you realize, the 
the bodies are getting weakened by housing Jason, uh-huh. and he's just trying to, you know, find the evil. You know, the evil's too powerful. The evil's too far- powerful, and he needs to find Voorhees. Um, it was interesting to introduce that you know Jason had a sister. Jason had a a niece and a grand niece. Jason's a, Jason's mm-hmm. just a Jason's just a concerned uncle trying to get to his that's right his great niece. Um, Basically, what happened was Friday Thirteenth went man. Halloween's got a weird continuity with relatives. Let's do that too. Or that. <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, as you said, I love the whole opening scene. I love the trap scene where, you know, it's just this innocent looking girl going to the camp, Crystal Lake, and, you know, camping out. And then she just, she escapes. And then they nuke him. <laughs> yeah. Like, I remember first time I watched this, I went, wait, what? When he blew up? Like, I always sat there with my mouth open, I'm like, what? What? <laughs> they kill you the know? hero. And in the the fr- it's psycho. Start. They kill the five. Mi- they kill the yeah. hero in the first five. And then minutes. the credits started. I'm like, well, what more is there? And then, unfortunately, what more there is, I didn't like. Fun fact, though, uh, when they're interviewing their when they're doing the interview, like after Jason's killed, and it cuts to that security guard at the the morgue, and he goes, you know, he's a wimp, and I hate him, or I could take him, or he's a bitch, or whatever. Mm-hmm. That security guard, that's the guy who plays Jason. That's Kane Hodder. Oh, really? Yeah. The one that. Uh, the other one, the one that's checking for ID. No, oh he's no, he's one of the he's one of the two there. He's the one with he's got like the mullet almost. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I didn't the know curly that. mullet. Yeah, that's Kane Hodder. That was just kind of a cool way. He's the one that basically the joke is you know he's calling Jason like a bitch or something you know because he is Jason. Okay, so then my my other <laughs> question I do I'm, I'm I see that in the credits uh, mm-hmm. FBI guard and then also the very end of that movie. When mm-hmm. Freddy grabs the mask, mm-hmm. that's Kane Hodder too. That that's Kane Hodder too. I see that now, but then it doesn't lead directly into Friday, Freddy versus nope. Jason. So what happened was I wanted, yeah, I wanted to get the scoop on that because yep. I knew you would know. Yeah, so like I said when Manhattan was so awful and, and bombed, Paramount sold the rights to New Line Cinema, which fans were really excited for because New Line owns the rights to Freddy. They always said New Line Cinema is the house that Freddy built because Freddy was like their first big film and and really put them on the map. And so when they did Jason Goes to Hell, they jumped at the opportunity to be like, oh, my God, we could finally do Freddy versus Jason. Okay. Because people, because fans had always talked for years about, you know, what would happen if, like, Freddy fought Jason or Michael. You know, Michael was never going to be a, uh, uh, something that would happen because he, he was a completely different company as well at that point. But Blumhouse? so at the end of, no, Blumhouse just bought. Blumhouse just, okay. Blumhouse has only been around for about a decade. Uh, no, Tran- Tran- Compass International and then Trancus International own own um, and then Dimension or Weinstein Company own oh, Halloween okay. for a while. Okay. Um, but so they decided, okay, so let's do. And it was Sean Cunningham, the guy who created Friday Thirteenth, who was really championing like, let's do Freddy versus Jason. This will be awesome. So that's why they put that at the end of Jason Goes to Hell. The the shot of Jason's mask getting grabbed by Freddy's glove and the laughter was their way of being like, yeah, we're gonna do it. And then Wes Craven said, no, you're not. I want to come back and do Wes Craven's new nightmare. <laughs> he came back to New Line and said, hey, I the series I started, it's been 10 years since I did that and put you on the map. I would like to do another nightmare movie. And they went, okay, well, then we can't do Freddy versus Jason right now. And so in that long time, just they couldn't get a script. There's actually a book out called Slash of the Titans. I'm actually looking at it right now. I've got it. Oh, there, they went through like 20 different drafts for Freddy versus Jason. And we'll get into this a lot more when we get to that on our list. But that's what took so long to get the movie made. And then in the, in the meantime, they were like, okay, well, nothing's getting done. So, okay, let's do Jason X. Right. And then by the time they got done with that, then it finally got working and moving. And they were finally able to actually do Freddy versus Jason. But, yeah, their intent was to do Freddy versus Jason way back in, like, the mid-90s. But it right got stalled because Final of Friday. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly, because of New Nightmare and Wes Craven coming back to the Nightmare series. Okay. That... But still a really cool scene. I love the ending of Jason Goes to Hell. I think that's cool. When he, when he, like, when what a cool idea. Yeah, when he's being grabbed said, down you know, by the you know. demons, and, and then mm-hmm. Freddy's the final demon. Yeah, absolutely. He's in hell, and, you know, it's just such a cool promise of, like, oh, that's going to be neat. You know, but I, I do think there are some really, there are some cool kills in this movie. Some really over-the-top stupid ones, too, like when the girl, the woman gets her face punched in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I do, I think this movie does have one of the most brutal kills in the entire series, though. When the girl and the guy are in the tent having sex, and he puts the, like, road sign through her, and literally splits her from, like, her groin up through her shoulder. Yeah. Like, just splits her in two, like, left or right. Like, that is truly, you can watch, like, they cut they cut the hell out of that movie. And we're going to talk about that a lot throughout this episode about how bad the MPAA was to this series. But you can watch the original cut of that scene online, and it's brutal really? as hell. And it, it's a really bloody, brutal scene. It's awesome. Did not know that either. Yeah. But, yeah, Cody, do you have anything else on your number eight, Jason Goes to Hell, the final Friday? Well, I was just, I was just laughing because I was, I was just thinking in my head, you know, like, you know, he got dragged, you know, he got dragged down to hell, and then in Jason X, he's just there. And I, I look and on the one of the articles that I'm looking at, Jason X takes place in the future when Jason has again been inexplicably resurrected. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Where did he come yeah, from? Yeah, Jason X is just kind of its own kind of off in its own thing you know i think i think honestly if i remember correctly that's why they did jason x in the future uh was kind of because then they could say okay well if we do freddy versus jason it was before this right it won't it won't that's how i see it too so uh, yeah freddy or jason x continuity or timeline of yeah it won't screw with the continuity or timeline of what we want to do if we do freddy versus jason so let's do something so out of left field that we won't screw that up when we do freddy versus jason right okay makes sense absolutely so, that was my number eight. Nick, what's your number eight? Okay, so my number eight, I always seem to be a little early. So, my number eight is Friday the 13th Part 7, The New Blood. I'm going to punt that one. Okay, that is punted. So, down to my number seven uh, is a punt from earlier. My number seven is Friday the 13th from 2009, the remake. All right. Um. So, honestly... I, this is one that's grown on me over the years. Okay. I really enjoyed it the first time I went and saw it. I went and saw it uh, midnight show, full theater. With me. And I liked it. E- yeah, I, even, <laughs> I liked it even then. I liked it even then. But it's grown on me even more. And honestly, you could have given me just the first 20 minutes of this movie, and it'd be like my top three. Okay. I think the, the, the prologue of this movie, I remember being in the theater during this whole opening where these, these kids go to Crystal Lake to go camping and they end up stumbling upon the camp and Jason just starts wreaking havoc and it's Baghead Jason, it's old Baghead. Um, and he's wreaking havoc and then he runs at the girl and slices and it cuts to black. And I remember us all in the theater, it's quiet there and then and the title pops up. Remember, our, we all cheered. It was like, it's just starting? <laughs> you know, like... The, what the is twenty minute happen? cold open? Yeah, like it is one of the best. Like I almost call it like like a short film of a Friday Thirteenth film because you can just watch just that and enjoy it and and really enjoy it. Um, speaking of which, there's a fan film I want to talk about towards the end if I don't forget. Um, that is worth talking about. Okay. Um, but then what you get after that is not as good. I will say I think the first twenty minutes of this movie are definitely the best parts of the best part of this movie. 
but I really like what happens the last half of the movie. I, I think the characters are your standard, typical Friday the 13th characters. The acting's never any good, but I think they're a little better than normal. Jared Padalecki from Supernatural is really good in it. Uh, Daniel Panabaker from The Flash, he's really good in it. They all play the roles like what they're expected. Um, but I think this movie gets high marks for me because uh, it's kind of a greatest hits for me of the Friday the 13th series. Because for like the first third, you get old baghead Jason. You know, he's got the bag on his head from part two, you know, and then you get Hockey Mask Jason. And I just feel like it's a greatest hits because he runs in this just like he did in the first couple movies. Uh, you get some kills that are some moments that are reminiscent of the first few movies. Like it's kind of a, like I said, it's kind of like a, a greatest hits of the first four films. And I, I like that. You yeah, do, it's, I mean, it's even, a remix even the of the first, first four films. Yeah, even the first one during the opening credits of this movie, you do get. Uh, the Pamela Voorhees getting decapitated, you know? Um, And I definitely think Derek Mears is like probably my, he might be my second or third favorite Jason of the entire series. Probably my second. I think he's awesome as Jason Voorhees. He's really terrifying in this movie. Um, He's imposing. He's fast. He's brutal. And I think that's scary. He's one of the scarier Jasons in the series. Cause I'll argue there are a few Jasons like Roy. That guy, that Jason's not scary at all in part five. He's not scary. Um, Jason X is more comical than scary. <laughs> um, Jason in the first one isn't that scary. That's true. He's although I'll argue, the whole that, time. I'll argue that moment is scary as hell, though. Yeah. Um, but I just feel like he's a he's a scary Jason because he's brutal in this. Do I like that he's kind of got an underground tunnel and it's really Texas Chainsaw? No, I don't like that. That's why it isn't. You know, it, that's why it's my number seven. It's it's a little towards the middle of the pack. Um, is it going to be the one I go and put in? Probably not. But if it's on, I'm going to watch it. Because it's got a lot of moments I really do enjoy. And it's, like I said, it's got a lot of the staples of the Friday the 13th series. It's got a lot of sex. It's got a lot of drug use. It's got some really good kills. It's you know, I, Would I rather it been uh, set at a summer camp? Like the first movie? Or something along the lines like that? Sure. But what we got, I enjoyed. And like I said, it's grown on me even more over the years as I've watched it. Cody, why is it your dead last? Um, probably because I remember the least about it. I get I didn't get a chance to rewatch this movie. And I, I do I do remember, yeah. it it And I mean, I have after watching all the originals now, um, I can see, you know, a lot of the allusions to the old ones. Like when, you know, she pretends to be Pamela, she pretends to be his mom to kill him at the end. Yeah. Uh, and you know, we see, you know, the Pamela murder scene. That's basically, yeah. Why he, why he's so angry, why he's so mad at everyone other than, you know, drowning. And, (laughs) (laughs) uh, but yeah. And I, I honestly completely forgot, sam was in this movie so damn right he is that's, uh, that's what's funny is like this came out in 2009 the same year as my buddy valentine 3d which had dean in it okay so they <laughs> just was, they just needed a break from each other they just need a break from each other and they both needed to be in remakes of 80s slasher films because <laughs> well, why not I, I i you know what's fun with me it might be a reason why i like this movie even more same with my buddy valentine although my buddy valentine's a little harder to do because of the outcome of that film and who the killer is but with the Friday Thirteenth remake, I, I love watching it with the thought in my head that it's Sam Winchester fighting Jason. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'll, I'll tell you right now, anybody, if you're out there, watch the remake, but keep in your head that it's not him playing. I think his name's Clay, but watch it as if it's Sam Winchester investigating Crystal Lake, and it's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It's really fun if you watch it with those eyes. Like I said, my buddy Valentine doesn't necessarily work because. Spoiler alert, Jens Nackles is the killer at the end. <laughs> but it's still fun for half of that movie. But no, Friday the 13th is really fun if you watch it through that lens. Just picture Castiel's just somewhere in the woods hidden. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I guess that's one way to do it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, um, my number twelve, Nick's number seven. Wherever we're at, it's hard to keep track. That's There's too right. many numbers this week. I know. So that's my number seven, Cody. What's your number seven? My number seven is the other movie called Friday the Thirteenth. My number seven is part one. Ooh, that's a pun. Okay. That's that's uh lower on your list than I thought it would be. Yeah. But we'll get into it. We'll get into we'll it. We'll get into it. Okay, so do we want to stop, do six and six, or do we want to just do top five like we usually do? Let's do six and uh, well, let's do, let's do one more. So my number six. Okay. Um, so my number six. I get, we get a little sequential here. So my number six is part two. That's a punt. That's a punt. All right. That's a punt. All right. So now we'll do my number two, which is part three D. Your number six, you mean? What did I say? I said my number six. I said I? number two. Or I say two. My number six. There's so many numbers. My number six is Friday 13th, part 3D. Okay, so since that's on the other side of the draft, I'm going to punt that, but that's my number five. So we'll talk about that in just a few minutes. But in the meantime, we will talk about the box office draft. So this week we have... We're going to breeze through it, everybody. We're going to breeze through it. So last week we had a couple... uh, So last week we had a few big openings. We had uh, Jexy, Gemini Man, and Adam's Family, which... I bought Jexy for way too much. It bombed. It's made three. Oh, million. I'm sure. Again, <laughs> did you, I didn't see anything about this movie. I was seeing it's ads incredible. for it on Facebook. That's the only place I was seeing ads for it was on Facebook. I didn't see any ads on TV. I didn't see ads on how much know, did other it make? Three? It made three million. I bit, I paid fifteen wow. for it, so I I took a loss on that one. Uh, Gemini Man, Adam's Family, Nick. Uh, got both of them. He hasn't made a profit Adam's yet. But... Family, Adam's Family didn't do bad. Adam's Gemini Man's the one that bombed. Yeah. Not bombed, but based on what it cost, which good thing we don't do it that way, but it cost like oh, 150 yeah. yeah, because they had to have young Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Did you see? I know we're trying to get draft short, but it's just a funny little sidebar. Did you see on Colbert, uh, he asked Will Smith, if you could go back in time, because you know, the whole movie is about him with his younger self, so if you can go back in time to your younger self and give him any piece of advice, what would it be? And Will Smith said, I'd probably tell him not to do Wild Wild West and not turn down The Matrix. <laughs> Colbert goes, yeah. really? He goes, yeah. He goes, I had the option to be in The Matrix, and I turned it down and did Wild Wild West, and I would tell him that was the wrong decision. Would he have been You could have been Neo? the one. Yeah, he, he was Neo. Neo. Yeah, yeah, I he, remember that. I, I remember hearing that. He was going to be Neo, and he turned it down. All right. I like Wild Wild West, but yeah, um, Gemini, made, Gemini Man oh, made I do too. Uh, $21 million for Gemini Man, um, and Adam's Family up to $30 million. Also. Um, so That's yeah, not, not bad for an opening weekend. Just a couple recap. I have one over a hundred million. I almost have one to 200 million. The Joker or Joker so cool. has made $193 million so far. I made it like another 50 some million this week, which is really yeah. cool. It's like one of the highest second weekends for October or something. Yeah. It's, it's just behind Halloween, I it's, think, or something. It's getting, it's, it's going up there. It's shooting up. Um, so, and then, you know, Downton Abbey, Abominable, Rambo it. I mean, we've had I mean, it hit two hundred million. That's another big milestone. Um, Sweet two hundred two million. So this week we have Zombieland, Double Tap, and Maleficent. So I'm gonna say that I think the smaller movie this weekend is Maleficent. So oh, I agree. Um, so Nick, what'd you bid uh, for Maleficent? I bid twenty million. I bid twenty five. So I will take All Maleficent. Yours. And then for Zombieland, Double Tap, the big sequel, the big ensemble sequel film. Uh, I bid forty. Holy shit! It's all yours. I bid twenty-eight. <laughs> I, I I I'm really excited for it, but I don't think it's going to do that well. Um, I think it's the right. T- I think it's a good time. I, it, it, with October uh, being I, other, there's not a, another big Halloween of, movie out. Joker's yes, still. In, in, 
in terms of time of the year, yes. But I feel like this movie might be too little too late. It's been 10 years since True. that first one. And a lot of reviews are saying it's a fun movie, it's a good movie, but it's kind of the same thing as the first one. Okay. Which, you know, that's not going to turn people away. That's not going to turn people away. It's not going to turn people away, but I just feel like it's, I I just, I don't know. It makes us a lot better a few more characters in there. I'll be excited if it does well because I want to see it. I'll probably, I am going to see it. It looks fun. I like, I love the first one. I just feel like, I think it's going to hurt it by them waiting so long. I mean, for literally for 10 years, every year you heard something about them saying, oh, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. And now they finally do. And they've waited 10 years. I don't know. I don't know. I'll be curious to see how it does. So I'm just realizing how that half the cast is the cast of Now You See Me as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that movie's awful. It's okay. <laughs> I haven't seen the second one yet. I I, I think I'd, I'd leave that one now. The biggest mistake now. of that movie is not calling it Now You Don't. I know. I'm still mad about that. That's probably why I haven't seen it. So with that, is, with that being said, that is our box office draft, ladies and gentlemen. So yeah. on to our top five. Back to the summer camp. Back to the summer camp. So, uh... I we think would, I gave my six. We last, left off so with Nick's number five. six, so we'll jump down to Nick's number five. Okay, so my number five, uh, which was hard for me to put this at five, because honestly, if I'm talking about a movie I get the most joy out of, it's probably this one. But my number five is Freddy versus Jason. I'm gonna punt that just a bit. Okay, I, I'm very happy to see you're punting that because I, I, I was, it was, it was one of those where like it truly hurt me to my core to make it my five because I know like I really enjoy it and it should be lower, but I, I, there are too many others that have more meaning to me than that, so I couldn't do it. But I, I'm happy you have it lower. So, all right, yeah. Cody, what's so number we'll five? Which I think you've already told us. Yep, I already said that. Um, so my number five is a punt from very slightly earlier. My number five is number three. <laughs> my, yeah. num- my number five is part three. A uh, quick story about part three. Oh for a long time, I did not like this movie. Really? I, I For some reason, there was just something about it. I didn't like it. I, it wasn't because it was 3D, because I, I think I told you last week, I do actually have a copy of it. You can watch it with the glasses in 3D, and it, it's fun. Oh. But there was just something about it I didn't like. I just thought it was really subpar. Um, but I've watched it a lot over the past few years, just putting it in, and I've come to like it more and more each time and, and just really appreciate it for what it is. It truly is like, it, it, I truly think it is. This is an instance where it's not a good movie, but it's got a lot of the fun tropes of the series that I think that's why I have some fun with mm-hmm. it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Definitely like the barn and the, you know, going yeah. through and crawling around and the mask and this, yeah, this is where he gets his mask. But I, it's funny how you can tell they had no clue what they had when they did it. Because there's no big iconic, look, he's got his mask. He Literally, the first time you see Jason in the hockey mask, he's just sauntering down the dock. <laughs> literally. The guy playing him in that part, if you rewatch that scene, literally is just sauntering. Like, his walk is literally like a saunter. It's, like, it's not it's even, just, it's not an intimidating walk. A, no, it's just, I'm just taking a stroll down the dock, and then he shoots the girl with the harpoon gun. Like, it's just, it's literally nothing iconic about it at all. It's like, just they had something no to hide clue. his face besides the burlap yeah. sack. Yeah, they did not want to do the sack again, and, and literally what it come down to was one of the prop guys played hockey, no, had the hockey mask Detroit in Red his Wings, bag. Detroit yeah. Red Wings hockey mask. Had it in his bag and said, well, why don't we use this? Sure, mm-hmm. let's do it. You know, there was no thought in their heads that it was going to become as iconic as it did. It was just something, like you said, to cover his face. Exactly. So, actually, and yeah, it wasn't exactly the mask out of his bag. They had to enlarge it to make it actually fit No, but the face him pulling and... it out of his bag and having it was yeah. what this what we should use yeah for sure um but no i mean and i i, I yeah i still love that it was based on a, a red wings mask <laughs> just well, absolutely uh because you know 
hometown heroes, hometown proud, Detroit, Motor City. Anyway. No, uh, uh, like I said, it's my number six. It's definitely, for me, full on right in the middle of the group for me. And and that, this one was kind of easy. I knew it was in the middle. Yeah. Um, because I, I think it doesn't really do anything new. Um, it, it brings it, it gives it, him his mask, but it's it, then... that, that's that's really the only to me the big iconic thing with it. But it's still fun. Like there are some good fun moments, some good fun kills. I really don't like the biker gang. Now, see, um, that's one of the things I like about it. I like that they're I, I, so I like that they're all you know the big tough bikers and um you know they're they're draining the gas and then they get their comeuppance by trying to go gang. against Jason. This big tough biker gang, but then the girl in the gang is swinging on a rope like she's a child. Yeah, you gotta have <laughs> like, some fun. It's just, it's, no, come on, it's just so, <laughs> so bad. Like I, said, I like this movie. I'm not arguing with like, I like, I like it just as much as you do. I mean, you like it a little more. You have it one lower, but like I always thought that was just dumb. But I, 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 I I'm able to laugh at some of the, the dumb stuff. Like I love that they literally went, "What's hot right now? Cheech and Chong. All right, let's have a Chong character." <laughs> I, I really, <laughs> I really loved. Uh, is it Bill? No. No, it's um, uh, uh. <laughs> Uh, Mitch. It's Mitch. Mitch. Okay. And I, I purely know that because he's a character on the game you can play as, and we always call him Dirty Mitch. Okay. <laughs> because he just looks like a dirty hippie. Yeah. So he's called yeah, he Dirty, dirty Mitch. Hippie. But, um, but his death is his death is actually a good scary moment where the light comes on behind him and you see Jason in mm-hmm. the light. Like that's actually that's a good moment. Yeah, and I um, so this has one of my favorite characters. I really like the character of Shelly, and I was sad when he died. I mean, yeah, yeah he was kind of a awkward. He was he was that awkward. Like, I'm trying to I'm trying to get you to like me, but I keep messing up. And I I like Shelly a lot, but he's so annoying. But he is he a is character kind of you annoying. don't want to die because he is he's sweet. He's 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 not a bad guy. He's just he he's an idiot. Like like when he pops up, like I always laugh when he pops up out of the water and scares the hell out of the girl, mm-hmm. and then instantly goes, "No one likes me." Like, well, look what you're doing. Yeah, <laughs> you know? there's but that. What's What's fun about that is um, he's played by a guy named Larry Zerner, and he's went on. He's a he's a lawyer now. He oh. does a lot of uh, like Hollywood law and stuff like like act you know movies and stuff. And he actually be with this whole lawsuit going on with the series. He posts a lot to his Twitter page about like what's going on with the lawsuit and a lot of times explaining different things that come out about it, different motions and stuff. And it's, it's really fun to kind of follow him and hear what he says about it. And he's just a really big fan of the series and he talks about the filming in the movie and stuff and other movies and, and whatnot. He's, and uh, you know, they, they brought Shelly. He is, he's a character you can play in the game too. He's actually the character I play as a lot in the game. Cause he's, he's actually fun. voiced by him too. Yeah. Which is really cool. Um, so he's had a big part in the game, but it, it, he's just fun to follow for purely for a lot of the law stuff. He like said, he, he goes into that a lot every time something new comes out. So but. I'm just looking at his filmography and every named character that actually has a name is Shelly. That's <laughs> Shelly, stage manager, bachelor, dorm boy, Shelly, scientist, Shelly, Tim, yep. Shelly, the prop man, Shelly. Yep. <laughs> like, Absolutely. He's always Shelly. Um, I do think it's funny this this you can definitely root this movie in the eighties and I, I laugh because like the movie opens with disco music mm-hmm. when disco was already well past its prime. Oh yeah. <laughs> um but the three D was cool. It was apparently a really a pain in the ass to film because you know, everything has to be in focus and it was really difficult for them to film at that point. But and uh, I did I did have to say some of the three D quote unquote effects were really corny. <laughs> like when the eye guy's eye pops out. I mean it's an awesome <laughs> kill. But you can see the yeah. wire that the eyes sticking oh, out. Oh, absolutely! On. The wire on the snake. Like there, there are so many where you, can, and... you can catch what's going on. But Paramount like spent a lot of money on this movie because they had to literally buy projectors for all the theaters to upgrade to the 3D projectors. Oh, really? All so across th- all across the U.S. Really? for them to be able this, to show this movie. Like they did a big was, rollout. This was the 3D movie that got theaters the 3D 
projectors. Yeah, it was the first. It was the first like big one that they really wanted because Friday Thirteenth was huge. You know, so they wanted to make sure everyone could see it, and it, it did well. It made a lot of money. Two million dollar um, budget. Yeah, uh, and it's 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 fun. Like I said, it's just a fun movie. It is iconic to me because it is a movie he gets his mask, and I, I do like the Jason in this the way by the late Richard Booker. Uh, Brooker, Booker, one of them. Um, Brooker. And he's he's really imposing in the movie. I think he's a good Jason. He, he kind of started that kind of lumbering Jason, mm-hmm. but he also does run. That's the thing I always like. Like Jason runs in the first four movies. Mm-hmm. You know, he does. He's not in the first one, obviously, but like he runs in this, and that's that's scary. And and I I do laugh at the scene when he's up in the window when she's in the boat, and he's like, Ooh, and he's like waving at her in the window. Like it's just so goofy. It's just he looks goofy looking without his mask, and especially when he lifts the mask up when he's hanging, and he looks like, "Look at me!" Yeah. <laughs> you know? the, so I, that, okay, so that's another thing in like Jason takes Manhattan was another thing like when he kicks them that gang's radio and they start getting like all tough, and he I just like turns around one. and just opens his mask, and they're that like, "All right, fun. cool, we're good." <laughs> just it shows leaves. it shows Jason has a little bit of a self awareness of to how he looks. Right. <laughs> you know? It's kind of like the the Medusa effect, like <laughs> exactly. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's fun. Um, but what? no, I mean, I yeah, I like I, I I do like this movie. It, it was a lot of fun. It was you know the first Jason as we know him, mm-hmm. as we know his look at least. Because I mean, yeah, we get yeah. a lot of it in part two, um, with Baghead Jason. But I, I I enjoyed this one more than one and two, obviously. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk more about those movies in a little bit, but absolutely. So, yeah. so all right, Cody, what's your number four? My number four. Moving down to, um, I, I liked this movie more than I thought I would. Um, so my number four is part seven. New blood. New blood. Number seven. Number seven. Part seven. New blood. Jason versus Carrie. Yes, and that, and that you're not lying. They literally have said in the documentaries that's exactly what their intention was. Because this is when they wanted to do Freddy versus Jason originally. I that's what I was like reading was that they wanted to do Freddy versus someone or Jason I versus someone. And... I didn't hear that at all. No, um, they okay. wanted to do something different, but that was never in the cards because they knew they didn't own the rights to it. Oh, okay. They just um, wanted to do. They wanted yeah. to finally give. It was more so they wanted to finally give Jason someone. Uh, an enemy he could fight against, which another I always thought was stupid. Another supernatural enemy. Another supernatural enemy, because I always thought it was stupid because he had a pretty good foe in part six. Or, you know, but anywho. anywho. So part seven. So, yeah, part seven. Um, yeah, this was uh, like one of the first ones where you see like the really uh, the twisted doctor. Um, <laughs> yeah, which is Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's. Is it really? <laughs> yeah, it is. I did not know that either. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you get this, this girl who has psychic powers going back to, um, this is the one that I think I texted you. So Jason's a genie when she says, I wish you were dead. And then like from I figured, the body I of Jason, figured, yeah, I figured that's the part you were talking about um, collapses the dock. So, you know, she's guilty for killing her father and, um, mm-hmm. where it's, I, and at that point I thought it was just Jason. I didn't realize she had the psychic powers right away. I thought, you know, and I think that was probably the point yeah. was to make you think that Jason killed the dad and she got was guilty for it and that's the trauma but no then you find see, out I, see i never even the first time i watched it i never looked at it that way i always assumed it was her doing it okay just because the way it bubbles up and they really focus on her face with that the music you know the din din you notice every time she did something telekinetic it played the same music yeah. The din din yeah. as it went through the as it went through the movie i realized yeah, but, that. but for that scene i think i remember even the first time thinking i think she did that 
Like I, I never thought it was was Jason, but okay. I can see how you would think that. Yeah, even till later, and like that, you said, until you really realize Jason's a genie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But no. So I mean, yeah, them coming back to the. It's not Higgins Haven, but that's part just three. Her house. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just her house, and you know, you get the new the new neighbors that are you know the teens having premarital sex, which resurrects Jason. That's right. <laughs> um. I I will say since you just referenced his name. This is my favorite look of Jason in the entire series. I I think so, too. I think mine, too. Um, um, I love the look of him in this. I love the... They really went full zombie with this mm-hmm. one. Like, technically, he's a zombie from part six on, but this one's the one where he really looks at it. His spine is showing in, mm-hmm. on his back. His, his you know, body's his, decomposed. His, he's decomposing. His shirt is all ragged. I love the chain around his neck from part six. I love the mask is busted up from where he got the propeller, and you see, like, his teeth and part of his skull. Um, especially even even when they, they unmask him at the end, when she rips the mask off of him, he's still scary as hell. Like, mm-hmm. the, the, the face they gave him, like, is scary. Like, he's actually scary in this one, which I like. I think Jason's really creepy in this movie. Right, and it's the and that that also we'll come we'll, we'll talk about it real quick. Uh, that's this is the first movie with Kane Hodder, who like I said earlier played Jason the most of any actor. He played him from set for part seven through Jason X, and they always say that Kane Hodder was the first actor to actually bring a personality to Jason. One of the big contributions he brought to the character that no one else had done before is if you noticed any of the movies he played Jason, he's always moving as if like he's breathing heavily you ever notice that his body yeah. he's always moving like his chest you know like he brought some personality like you could like when jason's mad in those movies with him you could tell jason's mad in the movies where kane hodder plays him because he brought some really good physicality to how he portrayed uh jason's movements which i really like and i think he's awesome i think part seven is my favorite performance of his okay yeah and again so i i mean i like i like that they bring in another a, a, another foe for jason that in that mm-hmm. you know when and then she realizes her powers and she can almost take him well she she can't take him uh yeah she until we actually we don't see jason actually coming back in this one um like how all the other ones he bursts up out of the water yeah he bursts up out of the water but like even that then well, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, that's right. It snaps, it's, she snaps the chain, basically, which I think wakes his ass up. Right. But, but. it was a, it was a interesting, it was a definitely a more interesting take, I think. Uh, Something different. And and with the, the doctor totally, like, uh, manipulating everything, like, when he, when she, fi- when the mom finds the spike in her dra- in his drawer, and then yeah. when she finds the spike later, it's like, so she has been trying or somebody is trying to kill us and you're mm-hmm. you're hiding it for your benefit <laughs> so you just want to make her stronger you don't want to cure her you don't want to heal her and uh yeah and i mean he, he, is, gets... he is such a comically evil villain to where like when he's out in the woods with the mom and jason comes to where he throws the mom at jason mm-hmm. and runs away like it's like oh my god his death is cool yeah. i mean i love how he just kills him just somehow jason all of a sudden has a tree trimmer yeah. <laughs> you know I... it's just so stupid but it's it's fun oh. this one was one that um really got cut by the mpaa Really? Uh, like I said, Friday the 13th has had a long history of fighting with the MPAA. MPAA is notorious for not liking horror films and not liking especially specifically slashers. And uh, they cut this movie to death. Uh, the part where he kills the guy with the the, 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 the the black guy outside the car when he kills him. 
I think all they show in the movie is he grabs his head. But if you can watch an outtake of it on the actual real scene where he literally crushes the guy's head with his hands and they show it. And they cut that down to like nothing. Like there was a lot cut from this movie. So and, are and you there can tell uncut versions of these movies, even put together by no, fans? There are, no, because the footage is all really bad. It's okay. not cleaned up. It was it was B roll basically almost. I mean, it's not. Like, it was the original cut, but it doesn't look good. A lot of it's been lost. There's they a didn't lot finalized. Part, part five was really cut down. There's a lot of that that's just lost. Exactly. Um, like you can tell while watching it, a lot of kills start to happen, and then they jump cut away. I did yeah. notice that a little bit that you know that or and then you'd like hear it in the background most of the time. Exactly. Um, I really like Tina. I think she's a good character. Mm-hmm. She's she's really hot, which is awesome. Um, and I like. I I just think there's some good stalking moments. I really like the scene where the girls in the like the little shed, the one that they make look. You know, she's the nerdy one, and they prettier her up. I think that's a really scary scene where he's stalking her through like the shed or the barn, whatever that mm-hmm. is. Um, they bust through the wall and kills her. Um, I, oh, I, I, I the, one of the things that puts this towards the end to the back of my list though, um, I hate the ending. I hate how they kill Jason. That her father bursts up out of the dock. Yeah, not decomposed at all. No. Literally, just looks like the day he fell in the water and pulls Jason to the ground. It is such an anticlimactic horrible ending and originally they had makeup on him that made him look more ghostly and and zombie like and they ended up not liking it so that's why it's just him normal which still makes no sense it's just it's a bad ending yeah i I didn't care for the ending that much um but yeah i I like i like that you still you know still see the end in the mask and you hear the voice or the Uh uh-huh the chima (laughs) yeah uh i i would um I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about. Uh, I think this has one of my favorite openings of the series. If, if, if you know, I don't like the recap stuff with the movies because I feel like just show me the movie and start. Mm-hmm. But this has my favorite recap of the entire series because I love this one. It actually, has like some narration and it's really stylized. You know, there's a legend round here yeah. of a killer buried but not dead, and they're zooming in on the grave. You know, like, I just think that they did a recap in a way that was interesting. There, it wasn't just a clip show. They actually had some stuff going on. I was still waiting for Crazy Ralph to come back. Yeah, that would have been cool. That, that's we'll talk about that when we talk about part two. But it sucks that like they kill him so quick. Like already, mm-hmm. like two movies and he's dead. Like I like Crazy Ralph. Yeah, I feel like he would have been a good seven. overarching. Yeah, just, just kind of the guy in the background, like a Loomis. Yeah, you know, warning everybody. Mm-hmm. But, but that's cool. I like that's cool. It's your number four. Yeah, I didn't I realize it would be that low on yours. That's awesome. I really enjoyed that list or that movie. Yeah, it's fun. Like I said, I, I've grown to like it more over the years as I've watched it. I, I it, it really it feels really eighties. That one feels really eighties to me. And I, I just it's fun. Yeah, for sure. So, okay, so that was number four for Cody, which yep. was Friday Thirteenth Part Seven, The New Blood. Moving down to my number four, which is a punt from earlier. My number four is the very one, the one that started it all, Friday Thirteenth from nineteen eighty. All right. Very first film, which uh, was a seven. complete blatant ripoff of Halloween. <laughs> and that's not just me saying that. Sean Cunningham, who directed the movie himself, said he watched Halloween and said, I can do that too, and we'll make a shitload of money. So literally, they knew making Friday the 13th, we're making this as much as we can. Like, we're going to rip off Halloween as much as we can. And I like it. I really like the first Friday the 13th. Is it my favorite? No, like I said, it's my number four. Right. Um, but I really like it because I, I like that this movie is a whodunit. It really so is. I... It absolutely is a whodunit. Now, do they cheat? Oh, 100%. Because you never see Mrs. Voorhees until the moment she comes and tells you she's the killer. 
yeah. which is a cheat. They should have had her in the movie throughout. There's 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 no way watching this movie for the first time would you ever suspect who it would be. You there's there's right. nothing. So it is a cheat, but it's still fun because the first time you watch it, you are thinking if you didn't know it was Mrs. Voorhees, you know, okay, is it that guy? Is it that guy? You know, and and, and that that's fun to me. I but like. But then, it. as soon as she shows up, you know it's her because it's you haven't be. seen Why her. They... But I, exactly, yeah, and that's what I love about this movie. So I love about this movie is that you never see the killer. The killer is always like just it's always first or... person or hands or, uh, yeah, just Feet. whatever. And you don't, you can't tell if it's a man or a woman. It's completely. Uh, even at the end when she gets her head chopped off and the hands come up into frame grasping at the neck did you notice the hands have very hairy knuckles no i did not that's because it's a guy playing that part (laughs) it's the stuntman or it's the special effects guy okay (laughs) it's not actually betsy Palmer, which is funny and i also didn't know kevin bacon was in this movie (laughs) yeah isn't that cool isn't that cool it's his first big movie it was after animal house but it was his first like big movie which was cool I almost wish they didn't kill him because I feel like if they rebooted it now that he would come back, you know? Yeah, one of those big stars that, yeah. Uh He does have one of the coolest deaths in the entire series, though. That arrow coming through his throat. Through the bed, yeah. Um, And this is one of the big things about this movie, which is what started the whole, you know... This was like the first big slasher film to really show what you could do with special effects. Tom Savini did the special effects for this movie, and he's gone on from that point to be one of the most prolific special effects artists of all time horror movie special effects for the most part um and he was the one that really was like okay let me be creative let's do some stuff no one's seen before like the, th- the arrow through the net no one had really seen anything like that before where it's all on camera like you know usually you cut away and you'd see a fake body whereas this no it's actually kevin bacon's head and i got it just underneath that yeah and i i, I always I, I was trying to figure out some of those because you know all of it's practical they didn't have oh, yeah. They didn't have no. CGI at this point. So I'm sitting there, it's like, okay, it's coming through his throat, so he's got to be in the most awkward position so his, yep. his head is still where it is. Right angle, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's how they did it. you know. And, and then that blew audiences away. Like they, uh, Some people thought they were watching a snuff film. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's a fun, good slasher film. It's a good, it, it truly feels 80s. The score is awesome. It's where we start getting, it's the first movie, obviously, we get the iconic, you know, the kill ma 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 sound which contrary to popular belief is not ch- 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 ah, ah, ah. it's key 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 ma 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 he took the word kill and ma and stretched it out you know and, and t- telling ma to kill exactly and 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 it's just uh it's really disturbing you start getting the story you know and you get the first mention of jason that this woman lost her mind because her the counselors weren't watching her boy and he drowned in the water and and this movie has one of the best ending jump scares of all time which, again, they were completely ripping off another film because they've admitted they watched Carrie <laughs> and thought, man, that's a really good ending to where her hand bursts up out of the grave and grabs that girl. We should do an ending like that. Let's have Jason burst out of the lake, even makes it, even though it makes no goddamn sense. <laughs> and their intention at that point was to not have – that was never their intention to do a sequel where Jason was the killer. That was purely put on the end just for one final scare, which I still think it is one of the best jump scares of all time. I think it was on my list. Of it was on both of our time. lists. Was it? Yeah, because it does. It's effective. It works. The music's really triumphant and awesome. And then here comes Jason. Here comes Jason. And, you know, that was one of the things that's like, and, you know, they use that much to their advantage for the rest of them is that, you know, he saw her cut off Pamela's head and or yeah. And so that's his motivation is that he saw the whole thing on the beach where you mm-hmm. know, Ma's dead. And, you know, and that's what I mean, you look at 
we'll talk in a little bit about part two, but I mean, that's, you know, his motivation has, it revolves around that, you know, he has the sweater and all that. So it's just, uh, it's the one that started all and it's, it's, it, I really like it and it's always fun triviaing people and asking them who's the killer on Friday the 13th. And then when they say Jason smacking them and saying you're wrong, um, because it's just, it's a good movie. It's, it's, it is, like I said, it's the one that started the series. And the fact that it is so different from everything that came after is, is, is awesome. Right. It's, you know, it's like, yeah, thing. it's like, yeah, it's not different in terms of, you know, the special effects are all pretty consistent in terms of the practical gore effects and the, and the creative kills. But in terms of, you know, it's, it's just this woman who's, and then, so who done it? It's mm-hmm. not this mask wearing machete wielding maniac running around causing shenanigans. Exactly. So, yeah. So my number four was the original Friday the Thirteenth from nineteen eighty. My number seven. Yeah. So moving on to my number three is another punt from earlier. My number three is Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. All right. That was my number uh, six. So this is one that has really grown on me over the years. For a long time, I didn't like it because I didn't like Old Baghead. <laughs> I didn't. I was against it. I was like, it's just stupid. It's not scary. But as I've Kinda watched scary. over the years, yeah. As I've watched over the years. This movie has some really good, scary moments to where I now think, as, as you noticed, it's better than the first one. I think they actually made a better movie than the one they started it with. With the sequel, they already made a movie that was better than the first, and it's really good. I think there are some effective scares in it. I think there are actually characters you like for once. Because I, other than Alice in the first one, there really isn't any other characters that you like. like. I mean, Kevin Bacon, sure, because you know him. You know right. what I mean? But in terms of, like, characters, like, in this movie, I didn't want the guy in the wheelchair to die. No. You know, like, that I was like the, him. That was the most, that was the corniest death in this entire series, I will say. Hey, it's cool. He goes, he gets a machete <laughs> to the face and falls down the stairs. I think it's cool. He rolls down the stairs. He doesn't fall yeah. down the stairs. He rolls backwards down the stairs. Yeah, I, I don't, I did I not. Cool. No, I, I think that's cool. I, I thought it was corny. Um, but like I said, there are characters you like. You like Paul. You like Jenny. You know, you don't want these characters. You like the cop. <laughs> well, and it's like, even in part one, I liked the girl at the very beginning that, you know, gets killed immediately. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, that's really her and Alice are really the only two that you, like, kind of enjoy. But for the rest, they're just kind of, you know, there. what you expect. But with this one, like I said, you didn't want these characters to die, some of them. Granted, the two that always go off on their own and get shish upstairs, sure, shish yeah. them, that's fine. Um, but for the rest, like, there are characters I enjoy. Like, I didn't want the one girl who skinny dips. I didn't want her to die because I felt like she had a good character. She's looking for her dog, Muffins. Yeah. I didn't want Muffins to die. And luckily at the end, he <laughs> is or isn't. I don't know. I don't, is that's it a really dream? Muffins. <laughs> it's, uh, no, I don't. Yeah, I didn't. When, when they found the dog, it's like, that's definitely the dog. And then when the dog comes back, it's like, <laughs> wait a minute. Whose dog was then, murdered in the woods? But then is that moment a dream? Because then it cuts and Paul's not there. Like, the ending is really muddled, but I, I like it. Um true but i've come to appreciate old baghead jason because i don't think it's it's scary i think he's scary in this and he's he's brutal in this because in this one he's the most human i think out of any of them um yeah he's he's totally just kind of he's totally in revenge mode he's just a mountain man in this you know he's not like what he's not michael myers he's not a like a supernatural killer like freddy yet or or the zombie jason or even part three or four jason where he's doing stuff like crushing a person's head between his hands like that still right there shows he's got some kind of power whereas i feel what makes part two scary is he's the most just human he he's lives ever in a be. shack out in the side yeah. of the camp he i mean he's he's not the tall looming he's kind of like hunched he's or like not a, he's kind of slouchy a, in some spots yeah and he's, a, he's just a thin dude he's wearing overalls and a plaid shirt you know and when you get that bag off he just looks like a mountain man and 
you know, I there are a lot of really good scary moments in this movie that I love. I love uh, and still get creeped out at the moment at the end where she's running from him. And she runs into a cabin, and in the window next to her, outside, you see him running towards the cabin. Like, that's mm-hmm. a scary moment where you're like, get out of there. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like it's scary seeing him running towards the cabin when you know that, like, she doesn't... Like, that's a scary moment. And yeah. then she ruins it by peeing all over the floor. <laughs> Although they've said in commentary that, no, that's the rat that pees, but that rat just peed its entire bo- over its body weight. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um... But the kills are really good. Like I said, the shish kebab's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, I like the machete to the head kill. I think it's brutal. Um, but no, I just, I really like part two. Like I said, I've grown to really like it over the years. Yeah. And it was, it was a good movie. And I, I like that. And I, I like the ending. They're the, the, the kill ending, the, where, where, the, where she kills Jason and by basically pretending that she's Pamela. It's like, and they know. set that up. Which is good, right? They set up the fact when they're at the barn, she's talking about like how she's a child psychologist or she's going to be a child psychologist mm-hmm. and stuff. Like they set up the fact that like she that makes sense that she would think to do that. I like that. Yeah, exactly. That she knows how to she knows how to calm him. She know well, mm-hmm. more or less. Um, yeah, because you know Trigon. he comes back and maybe comes back. Well, and then yeah, he sees the head and realizes, wait, you're not. Mm-hmm. So if she just would have stood in front of it more, <laughs> yeah, would have been and, fun. Uh, and I've always thought that she's the best final girl of the entire series. Okay. To me, at least. I think she's the best final girl of the series. I think she's well-written. I think she, Amy Steele's the actress. She plays her really well, and I, I, you like her, and you don't want her to die. You want her to win. Mm-hmm. So I've always thought she's my favorite. And um, fun, fun fact, fun story for you. Uh, you know how he gets the machete in the shoulder at the end? Mm-hmm. Down to, like, his chest almost, that deep? Yeah. Well, they had that appliance in already... And they were shooting the scene when Jason is fighting the guy and he they accidentally screwed up and accidentally sliced the guy's finger that's playing Jason. And he has said, like, oh, that's fine. I just, we had to go to the hospital. He, he cut his hand, you know, with it. But they didn't take out the machete that was down buried into his chest. So when he walked into the hospital, he took one look at him and went, oh, my God. And he went, no, 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 I'm here for my hand. I'm here for my hand. We're filming a movie. I just thought that was hilarious. Like, what the nurses were thinking, you know, like, oh, my God. And they just got this big guy in overalls with uh-huh. a machete sticking out of his machete chest. machete sticking out of his chest. So I just thought that was funny. But, yeah, no, I, like I said, I just, I really have grown to love part two and think it's definitely right up there as one of my favorites. Like I said, it's my number three. So, Cody, why don't you give us your number three? So, my number three is a slight punt from earlier. My number three is Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> I'm so happy this is that low on your list, because I love Freddy versus Jason. This was a fun movie, I, and I think, yeah, Freddy brings a lot of fun to it. I really like Freddy Krueger as a villain. That he, I, I like a villain that can talk. Like, I know, yes, uh, Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees are inti- in- intimidating in their silence, but, you know, Freddy's... Freddy's got an attitude and it's, it's all. And I mean, a lot of it's explained at the beginning of Freddy versus Jason for, if this is your first Friday or nightmare on Elm street movie, um, which I was like, I was going to ask you for sure. Like, are we including this? Because I do feel like it's more of a nightmare on Elm street movie than a Freddy Mm -hmm. versus Jason or than a Friday the 13th movie. I wanted to include it because it's got Jason you know, so yes, well, it and is especially a towards the but, end when they go back to Crystal Lake, yeah, it, it really is correct. But I've always insisted that this movie is a Nightmare on Elm Street film with Jason in it. Okay, 
I've always said that because I feel like it really is a lot more. And a lot of that comes from the fact that the Friday movies don't really have a long, big mythology. It's pretty much people are at a camp or a house on the lake. Jason appears. He kills. We're done. The Nightmare movies definitely have a big mythology to them. They built up, you know, with the Weston Hills Asylum and, you know, in the, the history of Freddy. So it's definitely got more mythology to it. So I think it made sense for them when they were writing it okay, well, we have to kind of lean more towards that side of right. it. And because, like you said, Freddy can talk, so you can do a little more with you him as to what with, he's... Yeah. You can make him... I've always said, Jason's not the villain of Freddy versus Jason. Freddy is the villain of this film, and Jason's just the dog let off the leash. Yes, that that's what but, I think. You know, that's what I was thinking, too. Because, I mean, that well, that's exactly what it is. It's Freddy brought him back. Correct. And brought him to Jason's Elm Street to doing what bring he's attention. Doing. Yeah, he's just doing what he's doing. Whereas Freddy is the villain. He's he's he's. That's why I've always liked this movie. Is because like yeah, Freddy's the villain, which is kind of fun. And I love, of course, you know, again using Pamela to that was cool. Goad him on. Um, it would have been, uh, yeah. It was. It was. It, they they had a good. It it. it, it they they had the <laughs> good right the good motivation, you know, to get Freddy or to get Jason to get jason over there and he's like but i don't know how jason would have known i don't know if jason has gps but (laughs) well as we've learned at the end of the movie you can they're in driving distance of each other right which i don't know where i don't know where elm street is because elm street is supposed to be in ohio and crystal lake is new jersey Jersey. so it's not it's not a one night drive (laughs) no it is not unless you drive really fast but it is what it is it is um but no, it's it's a fun movie. I found this was you know the most comical one, of course, because of you have Freddy and there's a lot of there's a lot of jokes with Freddy. Like I loved the 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 pinball scene is what I'm gonna call it, where <laughs> That's fun, yeah. where Jason's tilt. flying around and it's like ah tilt. I I yeah. loved that whole scene. Um, but other than the remake, have you seen any other fr- nightmare movies? Nope, they're my next. They're they're next after Halloween. Okay, because you might like them then. I I like a couple of them. The Nightmare series has never been my favorite. I um I really like Freddy Krueger, but the Nightmare movies they're, they they get really weird and really eventually they just become comedies and that's bad because Freddy started out as a really scary villain. The first Nightmare is really good. Number two I don't like, but Dream Warriors the third one is fantastic. Well, and I uh, think I would like I think I like Freddy because. You don't know what's coming with with Jason and Michael. They're a little more creative they're because they're in the slasher. dream world. Yeah, yeah and, and he, he has do anything. more power. Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. like Freddy has more. Yeah, more power. More not, not necessarily more power, but more abilities. Than if just, he's in the dream world, which is why I like at the end of Freddy vs. Jason when he's brought to our world and he gets that look like, oh shit. Yeah, it's like what? <laughs> You're now in what? the real world now, and now you got to fight Jason. You know, he's still supernaturally strong. I mean, they both take a hit. You know, I mean, oh, yeah. one thing I like about this movie, this movie is gory as hell. Mm-hmm. That final fight, I mean, the blood is just spraying off of them when they slice each other and Jason loses fingers, Freddy loses an arm. Like, it's a gory fight, but I feel like that fight at the end was well worth the, like, hour wait till you get to that moment. Like, that final fight's awesome. Yeah, and yeah, give and I, I love the whole, uh, it, it, again, like the Friday the Third, or like the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, you don't know when somebody's actually asleep, 
And yeah, that's always that. That's always one of the fun parts about the nightmare movies. Yeah, is you don't know when they've crossed over to that dream world. Like I think specifically in Freddy versus Jason, the scene with um the girl from Destiny's Child when she's reading the magazine and Freddy rips her nose off. Yeah, um, that and then the scene with the um uh, when they're in the in the lab and the the friend gets taken over or possessed by Freddy, basically. I I I like the idea of Freddy possessing him. But I hate the Alice in Wonderland caterpillar. It's <laughs> yeah. so stupid. That was, that was so a little weird. Stupid. Um, um, and I love it. This that that character really dates this movie because he's truly just a parody of Jay from Jay and Silent Bob. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. I, but, I I noticed. I caught that a lot. And... Uh huh. Uh, but it's just a fun movie. It's it's the last we've had of Robert England as Freddy Krueger, and he's he's you know always fun in that part. And I like episode that. of the Goldbergs as Freddy Krueger. Which I did record that last year and watched it, and honestly, I think it's time for him to hang it up because he just didn't seem like Freddy no. anymore. I don't okay. know if it's his age or what. It just did not. It didn't work for me. Um, but this had some drama behind the scenes because Kane Hodder for years said, "I want to do Freddy versus Jason," and the director pretty much said, "I don't like you for the part. I want to go a different direction," and it really pissed him and a lot of fans off because they'd grown to love Kane Hodder as Jason, and now all of a sudden he fin- they finally were doing Freddy versus Jason. And we're going to go with Ken Kersinger instead. <laughs> but I think Ken Kersinger plays him really well in this because he's more of like a big, tall, lumbering, just brute Jason in this. You know, he's really brutal in this movie. Yeah, He kind of um, looks like Dave Bautista. Yeah, he really <laughs> does. Um, but like I said, I have a book. Like I said, if you want to check it out, it's really interesting. You can get it on Amazon. It's called Slash of the Titans. The whole book is truly about all of the different drafts they went through to make this movie. They All the way from there was a cult of Freddy heads that somehow bring Freddy and Jason back, you know, and eventually there was going to be a plot where uh, they were going to be in hell at the end fighting and a bunch of chains were going to come flying out and grab them and Pinhead was going to come out at one point. They were going to bring Pinhead into it, which would have been really cool if this movie ended with a bunch of chains and hooks grabbing both of them and Pinhead walking out. That would have been bad Like, if if they just, like, you know, it's this big Freddy versus Jason. Well, Pinhead, because they they own the rights to him, too. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um... But it's just uh, there were a lot of different things. That, the cult aspect come up a lot. Dream Warriors were going to be in at one point. Like there was, like I, said, I recommend that book if you want to read all of the exhausting just craziness of we want to maybe do this. No, that don't work. Let's. They they spent millions on scripts for this movie until they finally got this one, and I think they picked a good one. I really I really enjoy Freddy vs. Jason. It's it's another fun. The kids are fun. They're good characters. Uh, Lori's really hot. That's cool too. Uh, it's just a, it, it it keeps with the Friday theme of casting really good looking kids who just get killed. <laughs> Ray Mysterio is Robert England's stunt double. <laughs> That's not surprising. There's a lot of jumping around in this movie, and what's funny is this movie was made, written or not written but directed by the guy that did uh, Bride of Chucky, and you can really tell it's got a lot of the same like types of shots and sensibilities. So okay. I'm happy. I'm happy it's that low on your list because Freddy yeah. vs. Jason is just a blast. This this was a fun movie. Uh, it was a really fun movie, and I and it's just crazy. It was the highest grossing of both series of movies and you know what i mean so it's the highest gross it, brought, highest both, it brought both fandoms together you had the people that just like yeah. friday the 13th you had the but, people that just like nightmare but the fact that it was the highest grossing of both of those and we never got a sequel will always baffle me that we never got a sequel that the next ones we got for both of those series were reboots were, were, were uh, remakes and I, I think that's crazy to me like they ended up doing a sequel series in comic form called Freddy vs. Jason vs. Ash, which I recommend if you can find oh it and read it, because it's awesome. Ash, it's fantastic. Ash is yeah. in Ash vs. the Evil Dead? 
Uh, absolutely. Then you find out that like both Freddy and Jason, they're deadites, and the Necronomicon brought them back. Like it's it's fantastic. Oh, it's really it's really really fun. So, but yeah, so that was your number three, and it was my number five. Top five for Freddy Top versus Jason for both. for both of us. So, Cody, what's your number two? So my number two is a Friday the Thirteenth movie. It is. So my number two is the final chapter, part four. Mine, mine too. And I'm very happy to hear that. So it looks like our numbers two and one are the same. So let's talk they about the it. final fr- or the final chapter, not the final Friday. The, the final, final chapter. Friday. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> no, the final chapter. No, I I'm happy to see this is your number two on your list because not just purely because I'm happy we have the same number one, but just because final chapter is awesome. It yes, it is a very good movie. It is. Um, I I I gotta say I love the character of young Tommy Jarvis. Mm-hmm. Um, because... Named after Tom Savini, who did the makeup in the first movie, and he came back for this one to kill Jason off. That's okay. why he's into special effects and making masks and stuff. He was an homage to Tom Savini, which was okay. Really cool. I didn't know that. I but I yeah. I, mean, I just like that, and like because I've I've tried yeah, making Felton. masks like that. I've tried you know taking the the castings and carving, and I don't have that talent, but I want that talent. <laughs> I'm jealous of him. Uh, it was, yeah, it was. No, definitely. No. Go, going off of that point, not just Tommy Jarvis, but I think this is the one, even though it's my, my number one isn't this one, obviously, but I think this one is the movie with the best characters in terms of, I think every character in this movie, you don't want to die. Yeah. You really get to like all of the kids in this movie. They're all fleshed out characters. They're all really well acted in this one. It's mm-hmm. fun seeing Crispin Glover in like one of his first movies, you know, instead of him running around saying, you are my density, you know, he's getting killed by Jason. And that's fantastic, <laughs> you know, and his weird dancing, like, it's like, yeah, that's Crispin Glover. Yeah, um, he's, he's totally uh, uh, McFly in this one. Mr. Oh, McFly. absolutely. Old it's just, McFly. it's so much fun. And it's just got some good moments. And, and I think uh, this is the, if I had to pick the scariest Jason, I don't know if I even said it earlier, I think Part 7's look is the scariest, mm-hmm. but in terms of the scariest Jason, I'm giving it to Part 4. Okay. Because he's really scary, he's fast. It's kind of like what I love about the remake Jason. He's fast, he runs in this, he's brutal in this, and I just think there's more of a feralness to him in this one. And I think that comes from the fact the guy that played him in this was like a mid-50s or possibly late-50s year old year old stunt man who was john wayne's stunt double he oh was like my. a vet he was like a vent veteran stunt man who they hired to play jason Voorhees, and and he's he still a lot of alive yeah no absolutely <laughs> he's, he's still alive he goes old. to conventions yeah he's a badass he's on the documentaries he got in a lot of fights with the director because he's just you know he's i've been around a long time i know what i'm doing but i think that that made him a lot more of an imposing jason because this guy was around he knew what to do he got the physicality right like he's he's scary in this but it doesn't help when you're killing a guy in the basement and the guy is screaming, he's killing me, he's killing me, which <laughs> gets me every It's so stupid, but I love it. Um, now, is this, I can't remember I can't remember if this was part four or part three, that the gift that I sent you, um, where... With the, with the axe? Where he gets stabbed, or he gets hit that's, in the head with the axe. That's part three. That's okay, part three. I, was, I wanted to bring... This up immediately after that. I wanted to bring that up, that... You know that was one of the continuity things that I loved about these movies is when he gets the axe to the head in part three. One that scene is ridiculous. He gets stabbed in the head and he kind of does a 
does a, a beat and then his arms go up zombie style. Well, yeah, I laugh. he's reaching out to the audience. I, I laugh every time. But oh, yeah. then thinking about it, every mask beyond that, except for in part five, has that gash in it, has that big crack in it. Yeah, that, yeah their continuity in that regard was really cool. Um, until he gets, you know, the the strap to his face, uh, metal sheet, or whatever it was in uh, Jason X. It wasn't a hockey well, mask anymore really even well actually he gets a new one in part eight because in part seven she cracks it in half right there we go that's where it was yeah but yeah. no it, the, the continuity is really cool so i do like these goth and that's why i like about this movie is that it picks up right when part four ended where they're taking him to the morgue and a really cool shot i don't know if you noticed when they're putting him into the like the freezer mm-hmm. right before they shut the door you can see a, a quick little burst of breath from jason's mask. yeah i did notice did you catch that? that i did That's notice really that really a really cool shot that a lot of people don't notice and i love that it's such a creepy moment um it's uh it's just a fun movie it's it, it's to me if someone said to me show me the friday the 13th movie that's the most friday the 13th movie even though it's not number one number one we're gonna talk about it's my favorite it's your favorite too i think this is the most friday the 13th movie it's got everything i think people are looking for in a friday the 13th characters that you will like mm-hmm. some really gnarly good kills a really scary jason and just it's a good movie and that's what they set out to make they, they got a director who actually made some really good movies over the years and his goal was i'm gonna make a good friday the 13th movie and i think they nailed it yeah and it, yeah definitely I, I i'm gonna echo that yeah the characters that you didn't want to die i didn't want I mean, I definitely didn't want Tommy to die. I definitely didn't want his sister to die. Um, the, 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 the guy that the sister or the guy that they brought in, the guy that was just kind of camping out, was <laughs> the guy that screams, "They're killing! You're killing me!" Yeah, I'm that, dying. I, I don't know how I felt about it. he. He was. He seemed the least fleshed out. He seemed like the most randomly thrown in character. I think. See, I liked his character because it directly ties to part two. True. Because he's there looking for Jason to get revenge for, I think his sister is the one who was shish kebobbed in the first movie okay. or in the second movie. Because I, I I like that. I must have missed. Character. I must have missed that he was. Yeah, he a references. Person. Yeah, he references one of the characters in part two. Like I said, I think it's it's the shish kebab character. I'm not positive, um, but okay. I just it's just uh, I don't know. I just I really like it. It's so much fun. It's it's scary. You know, it's one of the few that I think actually is scary. When Jason bursts through the window and grabs Corey Feldman. Mm-hmm. That's a good jump scare, and what's even more fun is knowing that the guy who played Jason couldn't stand Corey Feldman because he thought he was just a little little shit. <laughs> so he was supposed to burst through on three, and he busts through on one. Oh, gee. So Corey like Feldman's Gruber. reaction. So Corey Feldman's reaction is one hundred percent genuine, and the guy who played Jason will say in interviews now, "Oh, I had a blast scaring the shit out of that little kid. It was so much fun <laughs> knowing that I was making him piss himself. <laughs> like that's incredible. That this like sixty year old guy was scaring the shit out of this little kid. Like I love it. It's just it's uh, and it's got some really intense moments. That chase in the house at the end is really scary mm-hmm. when he's busting through the door and they smash the TV on him and. You know, there's a his death is really cool. I love he gets the machete to the side of the face and then slides down it. Like that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then of course he his finger twitches and then he gets killed again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so no, I I love part four. The final chapter is really a good movie. Yeah, definitely. Um. So that leads us to our number both one. Of us having the same number one, which I'm very happy about because I've made it no secret of my love for this movie. And I'm happy to see that you enjoyed it as well. So both Cody and I's number one is Friday the 13th, part six, Jason lives. 
So how campy. much fun is this damn movie? <laughs> this was this was a lot of fun, and I like I think you've mentioned before. This is when they knew what they were doing. So yep. they knew that you know they knew they had to do a get come back to Jason. So how are they going to bring him back? And they chose again the campiest they, the the campiest way. You know, digging him up and coming. You know, of course it, it's it's all Tommy Jarvis's fault because you know he's mad at Jason and he get freaks oh, yeah. out and starts stabbing him again. And that's what the ultimate you know what brought him back was that he stabbed him with that fence post and then the fence post gets struck by lightning. It's just. The, the director, like I said, has said in interviews numerous times, they knew, okay, we're, we're doing part six. We've got to be self-aware. This is ridiculous. We're doing another one where Jason's in it. We've got to have some comedy with this. Let me put some comedy in this and poke fun at ourselves. And they let him. And there are so many good moments in this. You know, like you said, he, he, the, director, the, director, the director has literally said, yeah. We wanted to bring Frankenstein's monster back from the grave, so that's why we did that. That whole opening is like a gothic dream. You know, it's very gothic looking. It's very Frankenstein with the wrought iron fence and the cemetery and Horshack getting his heart ripped out. Did you notice that that was Ron Palillo, TV's Horshack, from from Welcome Back, Cotter? No, did not realize that. (laughs) Yeah, it was supposed to be Reggie the Reckless, the little boy from Part 5. Okay. Uh, but he would have been too young, and his father didn't want him to get killed in the movie. And the, the kid wanted to. Like, he's <laughs> salty. He's salty about it now. But his dad didn't want him getting killed in the movie, so they had, they brought in Ron Palillo, TV's Horshack. Um, I just, to me, this is just a, a blast from start to finish. I have so much fun with this movie. There are so many good jokes. It's and it's got some good kills. I love, and and again, it's got characters who don't want to die. I did not want the sheriff to die at all. Mm -hmm. When he gets broken in half backwards, one, it's an awesome kill, but two, you're like, damn it, you know? Like, you you don't want him to die. And and what's fun about this movie is it's the first, it's the only movie in the series set set at the camp when kids are actually there. Right. Which adds another level of scariness and intensity to it when you know, like the scene where he's looking through the window at the little girl, like that's scary. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, you do realize. I, I don't know if he like he he's not targeting the kids for for that we know of. of that we know of. Really, and it's like there's a lot of scenes like when he's in the room with them and then doesn't kill them. So I mean, he but, a little bit. You know, of a, well, when when he, he goes in the distracted. room to kill them, he gets distracted. So we don't necessarily know if he was going to. I mean, we'll never know. But just the fact that he's slowly getting closer to this girl—that's scary. Um. Are there some corny stuff in this? Is there some oh, corny yeah. stuff? Oh, yeah. I mean, the whole paintball scene, like, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. It's basically Police Academy, but it's still fun. Yeah. Um, what were you going to be when you grew up? <laughs> I love that. This one was definitely another one that was cut by the MPA a lot. Uh, when he decapitates those three people out in the woods, the paintball people, you were supposed to see it, and you don't. Okay. Um, but I think one of the coolest shots in the entire series is in this movie. When the RV flips... And then the camera cuts back outside the RV, and he's standing on top of it with the fire behind him. That's yeah. really, really cool. Um, and I think you've got one of the best protagonists of the entire series. I think the way they do Tommy Jarvis in this movie is what the series needed. Kind yeah, of like this is you the like Tommy the Jarvis that I know. 
Yeah, kind of like what you know about Tina, you liked about her, they kind of gave a foe against Jason. This is what gave you finally someone who was actually, he's hunting Jason in this movie, which I love. And he's, I like the guy playing him. He played, um, his name's Tom Matthews. He played, he was in uh, Return of the Living Dead, and he's awesome in that. But no, he's, he's. I love Tommy Jarvis in this. And like you said, you knew him, I'm assuming because of the game. Because of the game, yeah. And this is the yeah. this is the, uh, the visual that they get they took from for the game. Yeah, this you was know, the model. He's he's the one hunting Jason, and it's just so much fun. There's a lot of references to old horror movies in this. You know, like Karloff's is the name of like the little supermarket or something that Tommy's outside of when he's on the phone. Like, there's a lot of really fun moments like that in this. Yeah, and I like uh, uh, again. I didn't know this that you know they were had they did have some plans in the script for uh, it actually to be Tommy as the killer. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't do that. I'm glad they didn't do that, but it would have been another interesting take. Yeah, um, but it would have been just as disappointing as uh, part, five, part five. I think. Yeah, just you know, angry because uh-huh. yeah. Um, but I do. I so I do like that they still kept the little bit of uh, Tommy's like uh, fear and his nervousness around, like not as crippling as it was in part five but you know you still know that tommy is like can i do this or is it Correct. am i strong like enough to do this am i yeah um but like he's brave he's hunting jason but he still is like he knows what he's up against right kind of like especially uh, now because in halloween yeah especially because now we've finally come to zombie jason right full, you know, like, full on risen from the dead <laughs> yeah like this Exactly. Supernaturally strong, more than normal, zombie Jason, you know, can take a shotgun blast or two and keep coming, you know. I love his death in this. I love they take the propeller blades to his face. I think mm-hmm. that's cool. And, it, you know, that snap. And then we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the, the music in this movie's awesome. This is like, you can tell this was like kind of the MTV generation by this point where they got, hey, let's get Alice Cooper to do some songs for it. Yeah. You know, and he does the end credits theme, you know, Man Behind the Mask. It's just, it's, I don't know. I just, I've always loved part six. Could be my comedy sensibilities. I love comedies. And just I like this one, but I just think it's fun. It's just a fun Friday the Thirteenth movie. It was definitely, yeah, definitely a really, really fun one. Now, did you know? Just talking about the music. Did Manfredini do all of them? A lot of them, yeah, for the most part. Okay. As far as I know, I, I don't. I don't know if he did. He might have still done. No, I don't know. He didn't do Jason Takes Manhattan. Uh, but they brought him back from nine, ten. He didn't do Freddy versus Jason. No. Or the remake, but no, he's for predominantly it's Manfredini. That's why, at, at least that's consistent throughout the series. Yeah. I like that. And I, you yeah, know. you definitely hear a lot of recurring themes, and if I did I notice to, how different the music was in Manhattan. Yeah, and if I had to pick my favorite score, it is Part Six. I think the score in Part Six is awesome. Okay, and I think it's you got mentioned really that good... last week too with the yeah. Yep. We were talking about the movie scores. Hands down, it's my favorite, and I'm happy. Like I said, it's your part. It's it's your number one as well. That, that's really happy. Uh, it makes me really happy that we share the same number one because I love this movie so much. Yeah, it was it was just redeeming for, for yeah after for, five after five, and it just brought it back to what it needed to be in this that. And what's and what's depressing is it was the lowest grossing up to that point. Really, and and they always chalk it up now to the fact that part five was so bad that people just didn't give a shit. They didn't even want to bother going to see six, which is sad because they would have seen one of the best Friday, the best Friday Thirteenth movie. Yeah. So, but yeah, well, hopefully everyone has stuck with us through our, our exhaustive list of ranking all 12 of the Friday the 13th movies. We're and still somehow under two hours, so. Exactly. But, you know, we cut a lot of the 
the news. We cut all the news. We cut all the news. We shortened the draft. Yeah, just stuck to the fun of the list, which I think think was smart because it would have been really long. So stay Um, tuned for Double the News next week. (laughs) That's right. Um, but yeah, so head on over to our Facebook and, and tell us what you liked about our list. What would you put on your list? What was on our list you would have rearranged? What's your number one? Do you like Jason Lives as much as we do? Do you love Jason Goes to Hell or the remake? Let us know in the, in the comments when we post this episode. We always like hearing from everybody. Yes. Uh, go and leave us a review on iTunes. It helps us and it helps the show. We have a website, GetRankedMoviePodcast.com. Head over there and buy some merchandise. Support the show. Cody, now you have some ads. Get Ranked, a movie podcast would not be possible without DigitalOcean. All of our episodes are hosted there. Our website is hosted there. You can get a $60 account credit by using the link at the top of our website or going to GetRankedMoviePodcast.com slash DigitalOcean. Dynadot. Get your .com, .org, .net, .whatever. You can get a small account credit if you use the link at the top of GetRankedMoviePodcast.com or go to GetRankedMoviePodcast.com slash Dynadot. Funko. Get 10% off your entire order when you use the link at GetRankedMoviePodcast.com or go to GetRankedMoviePodcast.com slash Funko and enter offer code SHOP10. Blue Apron. Skip the store. Get fresh ingredients delivered straight to your home. Get $60 off your first three boxes when you use the link at GetRankedMoviePodcast.com or enter GetRankedMoviePodcast.com slash Blue Apron. Okay, with that out of the way, I think that wraps up the show for this week. What do you think, Cody? I, I think so. Wraps it up like a like a mummy, even though Jason was never a mummy. Abbott I was wearing a bag. Abbott and Costello got scared by a mummy. They did get scared by the mummy. And the Wolfman. That's not a bad movie. But the Meets Frankenstein is the best one, though. <laughs> it is, absolutely. Um, sure. Okay, Cody, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube as Marconi Mamba, or you can just find me on Facebook as Cody Ketchum. You can find me on uh, Twitter as The Great Hair or on Facebook as Nick Hair. Um, okay, so I think that wraps up the show for this week. That finishes it off. Cody and I are going to run off to a summer camp and have some fun. Hopefully we survive the encounter. Because that's uh, totally a good. October is a perfect time for a summer camp. Oh, absolutely. It's the perfect time for a summer camp. You know, they were going to do a movie of Jason. Uh, the, re- the, the remake sequel was going to be Jason in Winter, which I thought would have been really cool. Really? Yeah, it would have been really cool. Huh. Anyway, but yes, so for the Get Right Movie Podcast, I am Nick. And I'm Cody. And we'll talk to you next time. Yo, with your baby. to Movie Podcast Episode 37, Friday the 13th. All music and movie clips included in this podcast are the intellectual property of their respective copyright holders. They are included here for the purpose of the movies discussed and no infringement is intended.